1: Hello everyone and welcome to There Will Be Dungeons, episode 26 or session, whatever you want to call it. This is the 26th time we've sat down for 3 hours or so and recorded and broadcast ourselves playing Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition in our own custom campaign. Welcome. One and all, newcomers, oldcomers, and midcomers. I'm going to stop saying cumbers before I get in trouble. Uh, of course, it's me and Bo and John and Kyle and Kristen, and we're here to do it Cucumbers. Again. Cucumbers, thank you. Cumberbatch, nailed it. Hey, I'm going to read an email before we get going. We get emails for the show over at the website, therewillbedungeons.com. You're encouraged to go there all as much as you'd like and uh, click that link and send us your messages. Like this one from Daniel, who says, there will be dungeons and character alignments. Hello, in the door authority episode, the characters participated in some extensive torture. Maybe I'm missing something, but are there are the heroes turning evil? It seems that they are way overly brutal. Can you explain further? Thanks for the entertainment. I'm looking forward to the upcoming story. Uh, well, thanks, Daniel. Any thoughts on uh, uh, to me? If I'm to, if I'm going to give my own little short answer was, uh, we had just been through a hellhole, literally and uh things were getting real rough and by the end of that thing we were like gosh dang it you're freaking dwarves and we were we had had it and so kind of gloves were off kind of moment is what that felt like to me which may be you know contrary to some of our alignments or some of our other uh you know the ways we would act in normal situations but i think after being in there for so long it was a it was a little bit of a like not you again you little bastard kind of moment uh beau any thoughts on uh where you put us and why we were there
2: um, well, he's uh, not wrong. Characters in Dungeons and Dragons are somewhat not limited in what they can do, but you've imagined a character. Um, so you do live according to the precepts of your alignment, and that alignment can't change. You can't be a lawful good person and then go around and kill people randomly for no reason. You are a chaotic evil if you do this. You are not embodying the spirit of your character. Now, some people are uh, role characters that are like Federation officers who will never engage in revenge even if they're personally the people playing them feel that way so he's not wrong something for you guys to be mindful of that uh you know there is an audience out there and you are held to account for your actions that being said i enjoyed the torture very much <laughs> so you know you guys are it's your story you guys are free to do what you'd like to do yeah. and um that's sort of the fun of playing the game is that uh Things will come out of you as players that you didn't expect, or know were there.
1: Yeah, a little like. Never mind, I'm not going there. Hey, thanks for being here and listening, everybody. We're going to get started, and thanks for emails again. There will be Dungeons.coms where you want to go. I think that's all the preparation we have. That is, except for what Kristen has brought once again in her recap of last week. Kristen, take it away.
0: The geared up getaway. After a myriad of mathematical musings, it was determined that Nash indeed could fly the foursome to freedom by growing his gams. Transforming into a dragon, the remainder climbed atop their scaled steed and took hold as the ascertained ascent began. After some frantic flapping, they finally touched the top, startling the dwarves that had left them to die. Scared of seeing a scaled serpent, the mini-miners moved out a gatling gun and took aim at the group. Burrell was first to action, jumping off the back of Nash, dragging Hope with him, the two tied together. Burrell beelined for the beard, incensed at being left in a pit. Hope cut the cord and crawled for cover, where she began docking the dwarvish dirtbags. Flying for the front, Stanley immediately set to cinder the stand, holding the garish gun, and then parlayed his searing sword to ransack the rambunctious rabble. Nash exhaled acidic fire, melting men. Unfortunately, a few well-sought shots from the dwarves rang true, and the fiery fiend fell, transforming back into a man that then played dead. Perel, deeming that his deer was deceased, began dragging Oilbeard to the pit to enact justice. Hope followed, demanding her own reckless redress through torture and seeking to send a soul to Ketobal Prey. After reaming remaining dwarves with his blazing blade, Stanley and, Nash, Stanley and Nash caught up to a sickening scene. <laughs> Nash watched in surprise while Stanley joined healing to hurt. After dispatching the dwarf down the deep dent of Xperel questioned Hope's motives. Settling the simple spat with an agree to disagree, sounds were heard, revealing a room with none other than bok the jeweler and the jeweler's orcish friend. Now rejoin our heroes as they are reunited with a dear friend and prepare to face off against the might of Slavetown.
1: Oh man, you got like a, a alliteration book just laying there. You can just refer to and get all your s's, s's. in a row. It's amazing. Uh, well done, awesome stuff. Bo Schwartz, the key to the car is yours. Take us somewhere.
2: Let's bring up. Let's bring up the music.
1: Oh yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta turn this part on. <laughs> There you
2: go. I love right. that part of the show. Take it away. Um, okay. So uh, you guys are, have traveled down a hallway off to the main side of the large room, the mine entrance, which contains piles of different minerals that have been set aside for you know, future shipments, potentially. And this side chamber you traveled down, you found a room that turned out to be some sort of a um, jail and in the jail, they, you saw several empty cells, but one, upon opening the door, uh, cell to the back you noticed it was uh, in one cell Bok Bok, the jeweler, and Trigger um, which is the jeweler's sort of right hand man that you've met before and the the jeweler looks up at you, Pharrell you having, uh, I believe you forced open the door and the, uh, with a um, hammer and you'd broken through the door and then uncovered locked it from the other side and so you're first through the door and he looks up at you and says well aren't you a sight for sore eyes how did you get here Hmm. there's a lot of story that we have to get caught up on i suppose but uh, i'm glad we found you and i'm glad you're here to rescue us and buck buck immediately
3: and he
2: jumps up onto the the, the the jail bars and he's got his legs and feet on there and he's like and he's shaking it excitingly and, he's and then the jeweler looks at you and he says well if you let me out maybe uh you know we can feel each other in alright I will go about
4: the cages knocking them open
2: okay um so uh, they're all in one cage uh together um and it is locked. is the rats of the party here? Yeah, they
4: followed along behind you. Yeah, we're all there. I propose... that our opponents strip... before we kill them.
5: <laughs> uh, what now? I'm sorry, who were you talking about? The...
4: the people we've defeated. Their pockets. Full of goods for opening such doors, this has become rather foolish.
5: oh, the dwarves the dwarves uh, they... well, well, we I already checked the pockets. I didn't find a key, and we've already dumped them over the side
3: I'm
4: aware and and, and he fell to a a deserved demise, but when we assault slavetown, I now suggest that they all strip and we boot their pockets ahead of time, so I may not deal with such ridiculous doors in the future and chests.
5: I'll admit we've been a little gung-ho on eliminating people in uh, recoverable ways when we need keys off of them.
2: And the jeweler speaks up. He says, Hey, now, now, before you get uh, too confusing with yourselves there, uh, there was a room uh, on the way in that had a, that's a plexiglass front it's document office. I bet you you'll find a, a set of keys in a drawer in there. Why don't you uh, send someone to, to go
5: take a look? Sure, why doesn't somebody go grab that? Take a look. Besides, Bertrand will give us a good little chance to talk before we decide what we're going to do with you. I have to say I'm a little disappointed to find you locked up here.
2: You're a little disappointed to find me locked up here. Well, it's on account of you that I am here.
3: Oh, your little man. friend
2: Bokbok. Uh, he uh, he said you you were good folk, and uh, we came to to get you, and we were welcomed not by friendlies but by the nasty dwarves. Were yeah. they
4: not inspired by our heroics to save their mind?
2: um well as far as they were concerned you were attempting to take over the mine with uh, some sort of army of the undead as they put it um so they said you know they didn't explain too much to us Uh, they told me that and then they threw us in here without much more of an explanation that is now false i have my questions for you guys too (laughs) it just so happens i heard Quite a racket out there. Sounded like some kind of a demon was outside yelling. Yes. So I assume whatever demons out there, you guys took care of it because I don't hear it yelling anymore. But that was an ungodly sound.
5: What was that? Oh, that was just Nash.
1: Oh, was that me? Was that? Oh, uh, sorry. It was in. Uh, it was a dra- It was a dragon thing. Dragon problem. First world dragon problems. It's fine now. You're in, you're under no uh <laughs> There's know. a dragon. Well, they've been
0: practicing dragon sounds.
1: Yeah. That's all.
5: <laughs> a lot has happened.
1: The <laughs> other thing I
2: heard too is there's some there was somebody yelling out there. He yelled the most god awful things that I've ever heard. Like I've heard I you know, I swear quite a bit, you know, uh, and I when I'm feeling really uh you know, on my high horse there, i'll let drop a few things but whoever was doing that yelling out there good lord jesus chrome the things he was saying they were awful well uh i never want to hear stuff like that again that was terrible
1: he was right. uh he was of who a was poor, that yelling? he was of a poor character he was the dwarf that was the cause of a lot of our ire over the last uh who knows how long and uh on his way out of this mortal coil he decided to rip off a litany of hideous things and none of us were impressed scrolly yeah the little bastard that's the guy
2: oh that makes sense he's he's a he's a he's a little runt
3: yeah that's why well Uh, of
2: his litter you know the 12 oil beard sons he's the smallest so he has the biggest mouth
1: well now he's the whitest because we've thrown him off the edge and he's a big splat of uh scrolly scrolly the splatter is what we call him now
2: So you killed all the dwarves out there. That's fantastic. Excellent. Well, most of them. Now, uh, is anyone gonna get the key so I can get out of here?
0: I'll start backing out and go get the key.
2: Alright. I am in a huff.
4: Much offended that they would suggest I was
2: responsible for this tainted witchcraft. Well, they're dwarves. Dwarves, they're not a smart people. You can't hold it against the, their their lack of
5: intelligence against them. I mean, they have gotten the story wrong many times. When we first got here, we came here to help for one very specific purpose, and then next thing you know, they said we were there to stop the slaves, and it's been a mess. Those dwarves don't seem to have the story straight, ever.
1: Yeah. yeah if I had to
2: guess, they probably uh, were being cowardly, and they didn't want to help you after sending you down.
5: Well, that's about... Long and the short of it.
1: They seemed a little racist to me. One look at a lizard folk, and you'd swear they'd seen the devil himself. What sort of machinations
4: will the one on the motorcycle come up with in his ride? By the time he arrives in town, it may be an entire army of dragons, propelled by foul witchcraft I march
2: off in the corner. <laughs> oh, are you saying you let one get away? <laughs>
5: Yeah, there was one that got away. Now, well, might be that's... okay. He only saw a dragon before he took off, and there's no dragons to be found. But
3: sorry, I thought
2: you said there. He was practicing his dragon forms. No, no, was, no, just noises, dragon?
1: just sounds. That's all. Just you know, just making noise.
2: No, no. I'm talking to Stanley over here. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily trust everything that comes out of your mouth. uh... Nash, I want to hear you. Stanley. I think you uh, think he let something slip. He wasn't. He was trying not to.
5: Yeah, we came up on the back of a dragon.
2: It was gorgeous. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to believe that.
5: Well, you're the one who suggested you just heard a demon. Is a dragon that much harder to believe? And he
2: turns. He tur- the jeweler turns to Bokmok and he says, "You told me these are good people, but I can't help but thinking that." They're yanking my chain. And bok turns to him and goes, ar, ar, ar. <laughs> And in, in in Goblin, you understand him as saying, No, no, Bertrand. These are good people. That's what he's saying in Goblin. He's like, look, I've had uh spend some considerable time with your friend here, bok and I know a bit of Goblin. I'm I'm a well-traveled person, so I know a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, um, you know, the things that he's told me about you, and about your adventures since you met him don't really match up with the people that I've met. I mean, the first time I met this wordy one over here, it's this human scab of a human. He tried to fight me for no reason, (laughs) unprovoked.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot.
2: And I'm not sure which one one of you it is, but one of you tried to set my establishment on fire. I know that much. And I'm pretty sure I have a good idea who might have set Slave Town ablaze, but, you know, we can just let that one go.
5: Well, hey, Bertrand, while we're throwing stones, don't forget, even before I get you out of this cage, you owe me your life, so let's maybe roll back the accusations just a tad.
2: Well, that's true. That's true. You did help me out of a tight pickle with the Lacted Cartel in my establishment. That I don't forget, and I'm very grateful for. And sort of corroborates Bok-Bok's passionate plea that this majestic lizard over here is the paradigm of greatness. But that friend of yours, she's gone to get the key? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Well, she didn't help during that. all that enter, you know, what's going on. And and I heard from a person, from another person, you know, through the grapevine, if you will, <laughs> and it's an old expression, you might not understand it. I heard around the mill that <laughs> she's boinking uh, Selavus' stump. Well. Well.
5: I, well, she's what? She's, she's a boinking... <laughs> She's boinking the bad guys. You're the one who wanted us to get in good with Selavus so that we could betray him. Yeah, it's a part of subterfuge. To us.
2: Uh huh. Uh huh. I think that happened before any of what I discuss. Anyway, all I'm saying is, I'm trying real hard here to have a reason to trust you guys, especially because Bok Bok, he's he's done a lot of good things for me in the past couple weeks. This is a stand-up goblin as I've ever met.
1: You know, we could
5: okay. just leave you
1: in the damn cage. It is us with the key, you know.
5: You are a man in the cage. You would be the easiest thing I've had to kill today. Your reason for trusting me is that you are still currently there you alive. Go.
2: There you go. The only way you can solve a problem is by killing a thing. You think I'm threatened by someone? You think I've been around this long beyond the dead fingers, Guys shaking my boots someone says, "Oh, I'm going to kill you." Come on now. Come on now. We have bigger things to work on here. Don't be so small-minded. Just I thought you were smarter than that. We'll just leave
1: you here. I don't have to kill you. we we'll just leave you here jeweler
4: I'm afraid my as I must admit it companions are accidental heroes oh accidental heroes what does that mean we have done much good and despite the threats of a man in the cage I am moved by Bokbok sentiments and I do plan to be the lizard king he sees me
2: to be well, he speaks very highly of you. You have a loyal, uh, what do they call them? A loyal, not nationalist, what's the name? <laughs> you have a loyal, um... Subject. Eh, I can't think of the word, but you know what I'm saying. You've got a loyal dude.
1: Chief, a loyal man. A loyal subject.
2: Subject. Thank yeah. you, Nash. A loyal subject.
1: You're welcome. Uh, in this one here.
2: He believes in you. I'm going to make him lord
4: of the goblin tribes...
5: There you go.
1: Does he know this? Yes,
4: we've discussed this
1: plan. Yeah, but he kind of just spends a lot of time humping stuff. You sure you want him in charge of the whole goblin clan? He's prolific. That's why he will have many children.
5: There are certainly worse things goblins could be doing than that.
1: Yeah, but he just... That's all he does. That's all I've seen him do. I mean, no offense. I like the little guy, and I'm glad he's here, but all I've ever seen him do is jack it. <laughs>
0: are you jacking it right now? I
1: have to know. Well,
2: not jacking it. What kind um, of... By the way, uh, during all this, hope you found the key and returned very quickly. You just open up a drawer in the room, it's there. You grab okay. it. And you, but... you, you, you enter into the jacking it conversation um, with the key in hand. If our threats are over, I must know were we at least successful in burning down Slave Town? well you were partially successful about half of it's destroyed um start what, pardon me it's a start it's a start <laughs> well a lot's happened in two weeks i really got to catch you guys up but uh two weeks really... <laughs> the door did not lie i mean it's been about two weeks so a lot's kind of transpired. Uh, Slave Town's all but abandoned at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, we had to get out of there, because trouble's coming. So, uh, well, um, I think I told you a little bit about uh, the Lactid Cartel. Hmm? Let me out, and I'll tell you more.
5: Let me ask you one other question, Bertrand. Uh, I believe you and I had a deal as to you getting Talia out from under Mr. Stump. How has that gone?
2: Well, um, they've taken all the slaves out to the salivating fields. They're not in slave town anymore. So my access to them is no longer there. Because, so... you know, a cyclops ran through town and the town got set on fire. Like A lot of stuff has changed. Twice or just the one time? Oh, you referring to the Cyclops? Yeah, This, yes. this is a good point so for Elsmaking. making. Just the one time he hasn't. Ah. We haven't seen Thumbs hide nor hair of him.
1: Yeah, uh, like good.
2: <laughs>
1: Ooh, he hasn't
2: come back since that time. But then the town got set on fire, and uh, everyone panicked. We decided to abandon. I don't know why there was the Tatoya host. Uh, you know that Ethanelia guy, the magistrate. Yeah, he's clearly spooked. The last time I saw him, he looked spooked. Like something, I don't know, something was preoccupying
5: them. And they all left. I don't know why. Do you know where they went?
2: My money's on the salivating fields. That's the seat of resources that isn't this mine here. There's a grotto in there. It's got food. It's got shelter. It's got plant life. There's this grotto. It's a stronghold. So they probably went and, and fortified themselves up in there.
1: Is the right. uh can I have a I have a small question. Nash raises his, his good hand, his hand that isn't all on right. Uh Did they name it the Salivating Fields to throw people away, throw them off the, the trail? Like uh they didn't want them to know it was a place of plenty. So you name it something nasty and shitty like the salivating fields and then nobody comes there, but really it's where all the food is.
2: I don't know who named it that originally. I didn't get to pristine until so these things were already named what they were. But what I know is that there's a water source in there. And enough of a water source to create greenery. It's plant life, trees, things like that. Not a lot of it, but enough to, you know, all the wood you see in Slave Town comes from somewhere.
1: You mean all the well, wood yeah. we saw in Slave
3: Because
1: <laughs> it's burned now. <laughs> Not that I know anything about it. Half of it. But we've done good.
5: It was um. a start. Well, <laughs> shall we let the jeweler out, figure out how we're going to get out of here and what our next step is going to be? Should okay,
2: really, really be... Family. Should I, If you let me out, I have a little surprise for you. You'll be happy.
5: All right, let's get him.
2: You open up uh, open up the door, stand, uh, and the jeweler walks out. And he well, puts his hands up and, you know, in peace. But he brushes up against you like all tough guy like, like chest to chest, like puffed out as he steps on out. Very alpha like, but still grateful. And trigger comes out and buck comes out and runs towards uh <laughs> runs towards uh Borel And scoop him up.
3: <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> he comes to you for a big hug and he gives you a big hug. He's like Ah
3: Good glad job, you fuck fuck.
2: For- I say I save Varel. I save you, I save you. Noble bok, bok. <laughs> And the jeweler says, this is beautiful. What a beautiful thing. But um, it seems even bigger troubles were coming to slave town. And so Bok-Bok um, here convinced me, you know, with, uh, he helped me out with a few things, right? bok, bok. And he touches his nose and looks at Bok-Bok. helped me out with a few problems. And so in return, uh, we repaired uh, your vehicle. And that's what we were coming. We were just coming here to bring you your vehicle back before we headed on our way. Um, it's uh, It's got some kind of name like Flight, Flightful or something. I don't know. I couldn't understand what Bok Bok was calling it. But um, it's parked outside. So you guys are ready to be on your way in your vehicle. Now, I don't recommend going back to Slavetown. But that's just me.
5: Well, what about you? Do you have a means to get out of here if we take the vehicle?
2: Well, there's a few other vehicles uh, here. We're going to take one, I mean, trigger here. We're going to head back um, where we're going to go. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about here. It's ever since you came into town, and I'm meaning no offense by this, but you guys really seem to be drinking at the teat of the principal and, and the Kuromukishi and the, and the Toyota host, you know, you win your freedom in the rusty cage. Congratulations. Uh, but then you seem to be their friends and I can't tell whose side you're really on, but it seems to me you get just off a dozen, a dozen of their, their oil beard slavers. Well, whose side are you on?
1: We're, on our, own. we're on our side.
2: Well, that's a nice thought, but that can't be true.
1: What do you mean it can't be true?
2: The four of you on your own side, no allies.
1: Oh, you what think do you, we're do you, do you think we're doing this with help? Do you?
2: Well, the reason I'm asking is I might know some people who would like people as strong as you on their side. On Are the you side talking of
5: talking about the liberators.
2: Yeah, I'm talking about the Liberators. Goddamn right.
5: <laughs> oh Well, as it just so happens, I do believe that our goals may align. But we're not lying when we tell you we're on our side. We didn't come here for any reason greater than freeing our people and going home. We become considerably more complicated than that. And if it seems like we're helping the principal, I can assure you, it's been merely coincidental up to this point. We have no interest in them or their goals, but occasionally, their goals and ours align. Especially when you are as grossly outnumbered as we were. Now, our goal remains freeing our people, but uh, we may have extended it a bit and we may have our eyes set on maybe taking it to the principal a little more directly
2: so what is that do you want them gone or not yes yeah me too I'm just not sure I 100% I can trust you you over there with the horns
0: I'll look at him
2: Who's what, what do you what what do you want? Why wh why, why are you why 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 you why are you sleeping with that disgusting owner of the syllabus? Really bugs me.
0: Why does it matter to you?
2: cause he's a slimy snake and I hate that guy. Well It makes it hard for me to trust you.
0: That's okay. <laughs>
3: it's
0: a tough world. You shouldn't trust everyone.
1: Why does it matter who she knocks boots with?
2: Because so I don't want to reveal the location of Liberator's camp to you and then have you turn it over to them. But we need all the help we can get. I need to know I can trust you guys
1: before I do that. How do we know we can trust you?
2: Well, I brought you your damn truck. I've been, in, been sitting and rotting here on your account for a week and a half.
5: And you owe me your life twice over, I would think we are still quite lopsided in our favor.
2: Mm. Listen, did you find, end up finding that deed, any of you?
0: No, but Speckles since ever God.
5: <laughs> uh, well, that was Wait. going to be discussed in a Ka- more ginger and respectful manner, but <laughs> thank you, you found Hope.
2: Catherine. <laughs> you talked to Catherine. Where is she?
5: <laughs> Bertrand, that is the thing of it. uh Where is she did not make it. We did find her, but she's no longer with us she um what what happened? What happened to her? She was killed by a man named Thailander Sullivan. The less you know about oh, the circumstances oh, around oh. it. Wait,
2: wait, Thailander Sullivan, stoned to death in the pr- square of pristine ten or so years ago, killed Catherine Speckles. What a week! Like how many? Two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? What are you telling me? Well, that well, was just the first death.
5: Yeah, it turns I out also he's pretty difficult to die.
4: Beat his head in. But who's heading? A Thailander. With thaw- what wow. And then we disintegrated
2: him. So he's gone now. <laughs> Thailander's been dead for ten years. <laughs> Bull- I don't even know who that is.
1: Bullshit, says Nash Magard of the Solar Mines. We just saw that guy.
5: Look, ultimately, whether or not it was actually Tylander Sullivan, I don't know. But that is the name he used and went by. He had command of the undead, and we killed him multiple times, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same fellow. He uh, seems to have a hard time staying dead.
2: And what does this have to do with Catherine?
5: Well, he uh, was raising an army of the dead down... Below, all the slaves down in the mine there, they had all turned undead. Uh, we were able to chase him down, few of his believers, and we found her body amongst the others. She did tell us a message her. for you before she died. She wanted you to know that she loved you. And said she was sorry.
2: I still don't understand what Catherine has to do with this ghost Thailand, or how did they get mixed up? How did how did what does the deed figure into all this?
5: Deed it was, was delicious. used as uh, part <laughs> of a spell.
2: Gives you a really dirty look, for oh <laughs> Well,
5: don't. It's part.
2: Of, the deed was part of a spell. Yes. So, this ghost Thailander finds Catherine with the deed because the ghost Thailander needs it for his spell.
5: It seems he he was interested in bringing down the principle that by any means necessary, going to some fairly crazy extreme lengths to do so he was willing to kill as many people as need be he was willing to even try to summon a demon to do the job for him
2: so so where's the deed
5: it was destroyed
2: you sure it was destroyed yes well that part is good it why is that quiet. why is that good Because the the deed is is they located another source of dragon metal, and if that were true, the principal would be sending his men here in in on mass to come and collect it for his well, for for the things that he does.
1: Hold on, are you telling me that if there's any dragon metal anywhere, they'll go after it and do whatever it takes to get it? I
2: mean yeah, the dragon metal's it's rumored, so I don't know, but the dragon metal is the key to the you know, the principal's an immortal. But the immortality doesn't isn't free. The the immortal the principal has machines that he uses and the dragon metal is the most important resource that they could offer in order to advance his agendas. He needs dragon metal. It's a precious and valuable resource. Have you ever heard, you know what dragon metal is, right? Yes, but I don't have any I don't know anything about it. <laughs> well, there's a deposit of it somewhere along the, the side of the dead fingers, and that deed was for a mine, mining concern, to get access to it. Information about where exactly this mine needs to be was tightly guarded and it was written on the deed which we had stolen to disrupt their plans. The fact that it's destroyed is is good. That okay. information will be lost. Well, so, I'm sure
1: if it exists, it's in the ground, and somebody else will have to get it out of the ground and nowhere else but the ground. Right. And I turn around and I kind of walk nervously the other direction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll Go walk up to you, Nash, and put a hand on your shoulder. <laughs> I Make don't. it look like we're recovering from
5: battle. Bertrand, <laughs> for what it is worth I'm sorry about Catherine
2: Yeah um, Yeah um, Just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need a few moments
5: Alright, we'll yeah. wait for you in the cavern outside
4: Or outside if we may I've grown very weary of these dank surroundings
5: Sure, we'll be outside, outside. Come, Bot Buck. They said we could go outside finally.
2: All right, as you go to leave, um, you hear uh, echoing throughout the room an uh, engine. <laughs> and then um, you can't hear it, but based on the sounds you're hearing, you hear an engine drive in, singular vehicle, drive into that cave area where you fought the dwarves were. And then you sort of freeze up and stop. And the jeweler looks up at everyone and is like, just wants everyone to stand still. And you hear the. And the engine comes to a halt. And then you just hear these very loud sounds. You hear.
3: Stealth.
4: Stealth? I would like to hide. Oh. <laughs> sure.
2: Yeah. Roll a stealth check and hide. Uh, how are you hiding exactly? Uh, well, you're, I want to look out. the You are in the, you're in the prison room and you can look down the hall. You don't see anything. You know the sound's distant. It's coming from the main chamber.
4: I'd like to hug the wall by the hall and still view down it without being seen looking
2: into the hall.
3: Okay. Hey. Fourteen
2: all right uh so you you um you know clutch the wall and sort of i imagine kind of more in all 4s you kind of just sort of very carefully making your way down or to see what you can see, is that right yeah, and as you get an eyeball over the edge of, of a of a corner as you look you look out uh, towards the main room, and you see um this dune buggy has just sort of driven in to uh the main room and there's a man standing a humanoid shape you're not sure what race about seven feet tall wearing this brown what looks to be power armor just like all it's metal there's it appears to be lights on certain parts of it. it's very dirty there's no faith there's a visor where there's a face and you see one singular person you hear and when it he moves you just hear like it's not that loud but you hear the hydraulics of the power armor as it moves and the person looks around and appears to be surveying the destruction in the room
4: I'll turn back to the room it's a metal man
1: what do you mean a metal man he's got Smoke coming
4: under his pits and he moves like metal.
1: Is he a man inside of metal or a man made of metal? I'm unsure.
0: Do you see any flesh?
1: No, no flesh, no just, eyes, just metal. Yes, but he's a man.
5: Yes, yes, a metal man. We understand the concept.
1: <laughs> Could be a female. Oh, right get our gender shit in order here,
5: please. Do we just hang back and hope he goes away, or do we go out there?
1: Yeah.
2: It, does he look armed? It, um. Like, yes. Yeah, so you know, part, part of what you saw, you noticed that uh, there was an assault rifle sort of strapped to his back, and a revolver on the
5: hip. Well, I certainly don't want to be the first person to step out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never do. Says but Nash. you're so good with people.
5: Well, I agree. I'm also I've been shot already once today, and I'm not eager to get shot again. Nash is barely even awake at the moment.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm this,
2: the, as you guys discussed this, the sounds continue on of the walking you hear me. And then um and it grows quiet. And then you just hear the crunching of rocks. And then it fades away.
4: Should I? People don't react well when they see me first, but I can go if...
0: Let's just wait and see what he does.
4: But we're in a choke. This room has no other escape, no end. He could use some sort of machination and, and
5: blow us okay, all the way hold on. I'll go out there just give me a second I might cast cure wounds on myself
2: <laughs> okay you do so
5: nine hit points back to me alright uh, we... I'm going to
1: should we ask cage boy what does he know I'm... I mean, are we leaving him in there? What are we doing with him?
5: Just stay back here for the moment. And I'm going to go out in a bit of a run with my hands up, no Mm -hmm. weapons in my hand, and look around. Can I see him? You've you've unarmed yourself? I'm not holding anything.
2: Okay. All right. Um, You actually walk out into the room and you see the dune buggy and you don't see any humanoid. Um, but what you do notice is you do notice a very distinct set of footsteps deep into the dirt of the um this room leading from the dune buggy and wandering around a little bit but eventually leading to the the pit the elevator shaft that you guys entered into and they seem to end there.
5: Oh, like it jumped down into the pit. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to turn around and look back at my friends. I think he went down into the pit. I think if we make a breakfall, we might be able to get out of here. It took a long time to get up and down that pit.
0: Where should we meet up?
5: Get over to the Fate Four and get going.
3: Alright.
1: Wait a minute. If the keys are still in there, we could take the We could have two vehicles. I'm just saying. We're leaving them here anyway.
5: Well, we'll just take the keys so we can't chase us in a car.
1: Ah, well that's a good idea. I right, like it. Let's go.
5: Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna run. I'm gonna take the keys out of his car and pocket them as I go by.
2: Okay. Uh, so you look into the dune buggy. You, you do see a, a set of keys in there. You gonna steal them? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You steal them. You have a set of dune buggy keys. John, you have Sick. them.
1: John. Uh, Stanley has the keys. Right. Just in case, I just mean, you know, if someone has to take a fall,
5: just Stanley has them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding them. I want these keys. All right. And we're going to keep running to the Fate 4, right?
2: Yeah. So you guys all in a single file sort of run out towards the entrance. Uh, Bertrand and, and Trigger are behind, as well as Bok keeping up with uh, Varel. Um, you exit and you back out into the sunny. <laughs> the warm, sunny air of the wasteland. Uh, it's very hot today. Um, somewhat humid as well, which is nice. And um, you see the Fate Four. A little worse for wear, but sitting there looking all beautiful. Skull uh, skull, shining in the sun.
1: Uh, I say, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but never thought I'd be so happy to see so much sunshine again.
5: Well, it's majestic. Come on, let's get in the vehicle and get going. Bertrand, Trigger, I think it would be best if you traveled with us, at least for the moment.
2: Um, Bertrand looks around and says, yeah, okay, we're with you. Come on, Trigger. And Trigger joins you guys in the vehicle. So you guys all load up into the vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, uh, hope you sort of get into the pilot's seat. Everything's as you left it, except for, you know, the damage that was on the vehicle, it all seems to be repaired. You give uh, put some flood it with some gas, turn the engine over. It starts to to light up immediately.
4: I would like to be there's a there's a back door to it, right?
3: Yes. Yeah, okay.
4: I'd like to be looking out the back window to see if uh if Metal Man comes back out. While we drive off, you don't
2: see anything out the back. You start to take off, but uh, where are we going,
0: veteran? Where are we going?
2: Well, we got a few options. I guess I didn't completely tell you everything about what's going on with Slavetown yet, but um, they've abandoned Slavetown. Essentially, it's a ghost town. It was a ghost town. The reason we left was the Lactid Cartel. I caught wind that they were sending in a specialist. So I think I told you, I can't remember, excuse me if I told you or not, but the Lactic Cartel, they want to take over the Oilbeard's cartel over here. They're trying to make moves to do so. And they're looking at this as an opportunity. And they've they've sent one of their own in. And it's very dangerous in Slave Town. Now, when I say I sent one of their own in, I don't mean men. I mean one of the actual lactids. You guys don't know what the uh, lactid. It's a it's a man, but also it's an insect. It's an insect man. That sounds great. I suppose they wear a
5: bunch of metal armor, do they?
2: No, that's not their style at all. See, see, I'm from Principal City, and he's like. He's like, I'm about to tell you a little tale. You guys tuck in a little bit.
0: Where are we driving I... to while you tell this tale?
2: Should we go to the Liberator's encampment? Are you here to fight on our side? Otherwise, we can, You know, that's where I want to go. That's where I'm headed.
5: Then that's where we should go. Our interests are to stop the principal. All
2: right. Um, so if you guys are... I don't know if you guys are in roll 20 or not, but in the map... I have marked the location of the liberators encampment.
5: I am
1: although
0: So south we go.
2: Yeah, it says Liberators Ho. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that when <one> they share. <laughs> where
5: they'll be located.
2: No, it's like Liberators Ho. Like it is, Oh, there it is. You know? oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, so it's just to the south, um up in the mountains. Um I've also pointed out where the salivating fields are on the map. So we're going to actually start using this map. So let's take a little side break. Uh, not side break, but basically what we're going to do is when you drive, remember, uh, I believe a hex, how much do we settle on? Is it 120 miles? Yeah, six, I
5: think that's 60 what miles? you
2: said. We might have dropped it to 60 miles um, or 120. I can't remember, but we'll just say it's 120. But each time you move, or no, we said 60 miles because it's an hour to traverse one square at 60 miles an hour um, even though it says 120 on the map um, now what we're going to do is when you travel overland you're going to roll a dice for every hex you go through
3: you know,
2: someone's going to roll a d12 now if you roll a d11 you'll get a moderately difficult encounter of some kind and if you roll a d12 you'll get a very difficult encounter of some kind the dangers of the wasteland and all
3: okay
2: So we're not going to do it quite yet because Bertrand's going to tell a story, but just keep in mind that uh, you're going to traverse several hexes before getting to the encampment, which might... something might happen.
1: It's like a Japanese RPG. I can't wait.
5: Yeah. Yeah, but it's not... Encounters and all. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: All right. So here we go. Uh, So Bertrand, Bertrand says, look, I... Once upon a time, as a young man, I lived in the principal city. And I got got on the wrong side of some wrong people. And so I fled. And I came here to Pristine before it was Slave Town. And I decided to make a business for myself here. Slave Town. But then, I think, eventually, the Lactids... The people I got on the wrong side of were the Lactids. And the principal city is made up of these three majestic spires and in the spires live people millions of them countless but underneath the city is where the lactids live the bugs the cockroaches of that society and and they're impossible to get rid of and and, and they, they they live under there and whatever is considered illegal up above they make trade in because they can't be eliminated. And, and the agents of principal city have given up trying to eliminate this criminal underworld. They just choose to live with it. And so the lactids are always a factor and they don't easily forgive debts and transgressions. And you know, I, I got on the wrong side of them and I escaped, but they eventually found me. And now they're here to collect and they're here to take. And they want to take this. They want to take the operations here for themselves. So they've sent one of their own. They're, 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 they're insects. They're, they're giant insect men. And they're not easy to defeat. So I don't recommend going to Slavetown.
1: When you say they're not easy to defeat, are they covered in natural carapace style armor? Or are they. Like, they what makes have them so strong- formidable?
2: They have strong, natural armors, but they also whisper into your mind. They're... They're... I don't... They they have scores of humanoids who live with them, who've had their personalities completely erased, that they're just empty thralls for the Lactids to do with what they will. They have incredible powers to just empty your mind and steal your own will from you. And that's what makes them very difficult to confront. The fact that there's one in slavetown right now is a very dangerous thing. And that's why we decided to
1: leave. But there's just the one? There's not, there's not a whole hive of these creatures there? Just, just one? My
2: information tells me there's one coming. Probably with a host of its thralls.
4: So the it. men we fought in your bar
2: were mind controlled. So the men we fought in the bar might—I don't think they were mind controlled. See, the way the way the criminal organization works is that you know the Lactids are the criminal organization that controls the underworld of Principal City, but they have smaller what's what we call gangs there that are not controlled but work with the larger organization, kinda of like the way the Kuromokishi and the Toyota Host go. So they represent the Lactid cartel, but they were in control of their own minds. If that makes sense. I know it's very complex for you folk who live in the and you know, don't have to deal with this kind of thing. Live in the deserts and the wastes and and the strange ways that men organize themselves, but but no. They were not thralls.
5: Well, they seem exceptionally deadly for sure, but I I gotta tell you, perhaps the most concerning thing is I look at what you're telling me about the Lactids and the Chromakishi and the Toyota Host, and it seems like the deck is stacked very much not in our favor.
2: Well, that's true. We haven't nothing but a hope and a prayer. That's all we got. And now unless you have, unless you have some, some other plan, like what we I mean, I'm only hoping we have some way of, of winning this battle with these oppressors.
4: And here in the sun, I am prepared to tell you my plan.: Free of the darkness of Kotoba Prey's domain.
5: We'll I have accepted on that later. just bear with us for the moment
4: I have accepted what Bok, Bok has deemed me as my people his people the gnolls the lizard folk all of them will be affected by this war I Bok, Bok and I turn to Bok, Bok and Goblin, say will declare myself lizard king
3: and, and, I will lead... and it's still what's in silk goblin. I
4: will lead these people! I will lead them against the principal who comes into their lands. This is Huzzah! our home. Huzzah! And then I stand erect and tall. Slightly jostled by the car moving.
5: Bro, uh, <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, we don't speak goblin. What's what's the plan exactly?
4: I will become king. Of the disjointed tribes of the Wastes. You have concerns with the slaves. And I have been lost for this time. Your humans are confused, but they impact all of us. We will no longer be pushed and pulled... By these men and the principal. I will gather them for us. And that is why I believe that closing the esophageal pass... And your plan that you presented in the mines is folly. Because we must move an army against Principal City.
0: You get us that army, we'll keep it open. That is my plan. You have to get that army. I will.
4: (laughs) I will.
5: I I mean, you've certainly won over one goblin, and I don't mean to rain on your parade, but one goblin is not many goblins. What... Exactly a few what you intend to do.
4: For each group we meet that is unhuman, I suggest we conquer them and raise our own army to move against Principal City. But
0: Varel, what's going to happen when they don't want to join? Are you saying we take them by force? We, we make them do what they do not want to?
4: There's a law of strength in the Wastes, and if their leaders are weak enough to fall before me, I will claim their tribe.
5: I mean, there's no doubt we need allies in this fight. We are vastly outnumbered, if what the jeweler says is true, uh... For Ketobol Praethe to even suggest that our only hope was to close the Esophageal Pass, that suggests that whatever force we're up against is incredibly strong. But I don't think we can assume we're going to have it. I would say that perhaps our best bet would be pursue what we know, these artifacts that we've already thought about setting out to get, and should we come across any... Tribes or other folk that might be inclined to help us, Well we put your plan into action and you see if you can become their king too.
4: This plan has one more factor to it. Upon completion of your deal, you may be enslaved. And if I alone control this army of beasts, I may be able to save you from the Weir. I do not trust the deals you have made, and in the sun here, I say that aloud.
5: Well, I think there's probably a lot of truth in that. I'm not entirely sure I trust the deal either, but I don't trust stuck. any of these people. <laughs> Nash doesn't trust any of it. No. <laughs> we. Uh, you're all you're all coming around
1: finally, frame. coming around to my side. I like it. Nash, Mm.
4: I may ask much of you in this. My heart stirs when I see you in dragon. Mm. I am moved. That is a powerful force. These beasts respect the dragon, kin, Mm. And your form may gather us a greater army than me alone.
1: I'm with you, man. (laughs) I'll go where you go.
5: Katobal Prath alluded to the fact that these other artifacts that he sent us after would be equally as powerful as what Nash has seen. If that's the case, that's a good deal of extra firepower for us to bring to bear.
1: Maybe, just maybe, it'll scare the hell out of them too.
5: Bertrand, I imagine you have a couple of questions.
1: I don't know what you
5: guys are talking about now.
2: You made a deal with the demon?
1: He's more of a goat. But sure. Actually, how well, much are we know. How much does he need to know? He wants to trust us. We may have to be We may have to just tell him everything. We haven't lied to you. We just we just haven't told you everything
5: the short version is we have a thousand days and a thousand nights to kill the principal
1: well that sounds like a
2: pretty good deal what did you get out of it is this what you found in the hole yes a lot of people died to bring you to that moment Catherine died and she meant the world to me Timber died and he was alright fella How many other people died? A lot. And you were given a gift?
5: Yes, we were given knowledge, some power, and we were pointed towards artifacts, things that could help with our goal.
2: It sounds like I'll take whatever I can get. As for you, Varel, being a lizard king, you can bring the, the force to bear... Then that sounds welcome. Anything's better than the savagery that these people bring to our land.
4: Will the Kromukishi continue their loyalty with this dishonorable insect folk coming to bear on their town?
3: Yes.
2: It's I know it doesn't make a lot of sense, but The Chromokishi are bound by their code to serve the principle. It's embedded in Chromianity, the religion they follow. That the principle was the key factor that set Jesus Chrome on the silver road to atone for our sins. They're religious fanatics, and so they will always side with their religion.
4: Then they're they're, as mind-controlled as the Thrall's.
2: In a way, you're right, yes.
5: Is there any weak link in the chain, the Toyota host? Are uh, any of these capable of turning on the principal?
2: The Toyota hosts are just dogs. I don't know that they can be turned only except with a bigger stick. I'm not sure if we're necessarily equipped to do to do such a thing. We'll have to look to the free races beyond the Dead Fingers, as Vorrell suggests, if we're to create our own army. The only people at the Liberator's encampment right now are whoever disagrees or who has something contravening in belief from Slave Town. There's barely a fighter among them. The most that we've been able to get done is we have had raids on their transports back to town back to principal, when they leave for the principal city. We don't have enough numbers to actually overthrow Usurp the goings-ons here. Right now, it's unwinnable. Without an army, it's unwinnable. You mentioned something about blowing up the Esophagal Pass. If you have a means to do that, please do it. That would be a crippling blow to their the, to the whole reason they're here in the first place. But it sounds like this one here, Thorell, does does not like the idea because it was proposed by your demonic friend.
4: I believe he has
2: plans for this land. I would never tell anyone to trust a demon. So you're probably right. We're probably in for a royal effing. Uh, once everything is all said and done, but I don't see what uh, what other options we have uh, aside from raising a bigger army than the principal. And uh, the thing I caution you about Varel, is that is that what's underneath this powerful force is a dark and ancient magic. It isn't destroyed through conventional means. These are powerful foes that are buttressed not just by mere numbers of meatlings. But by, but by the magics of the principle themselves. He is an immortal. How do you dine to kill an immortal?
0: Well, I killed Thailand. It's a
4: good
2: start.
5: I'll say this, Vorel. If we do decide to close the Esophagal pass, it's uh, the one advantage is it allows us to build our army without fear of another army invading prematurely it does give us a chance to build our forces without a response from Principal City.
4: It is a strategic pass that we will one day need to use. Many of the tribes we come across will not have encountered the Principal directly. To control the pass would bring them great pride and could aid our cause. We've already set up Orp there. Who knows how many caravans he's sacked for sweetmeats?
1: Who's Orp? The oh, giant. It's a loaded question.
2: Sorry, uh, the, the Cyclops that attacked town? He's got a name and you know it? Yeah. Yes.
4: He's our friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh is that right? He's your friend? oh yes,, wow. you guys really have uh, never a dull moment. Is there, correction. is there something that's happened in the last month that isn't your <laughs> response uh, that you aren't responsible for?
1: Well, we should make a correction of that. He believes very strongly in whatever size mind he has that he is that we are his friend. Let's put it that way
2: oh, uh, well, um, I see well I mean if if you
1: have him. Well, he uh, I shouldn't speak for Varel. Varel is truly a friend of all creatures strange and low. But I think he's a bit of a goon. Not Varel, the the Cyclops.
2: Well, can we... I mean, he'd be a powerful ally if he was on our side.
3: He's
5: a little hard to control, but he certainly enjoys us and listens to us about 50% of the time.
1: He's slow. And I'm not sure I'm not sure he'll be all that trustworthy, trusting of us when he sees us again. We may have used him in a way for the greater good, mind you, but that put him in a position of being fooled.
5: What Nash is saying is we sent him to the Esophageal Pass under the pretense that he'd be able to eat anybody who came through there and we haven't seen him. I, was, I was
1: trying to ease him in, but yes, what he says is correct.
2: It's hard to trust a, a being whose sustenance is other men and you know, people, right? Is that what I'm getting at here? Yeah. Yeah. So as long as we keep him fed, then we're okay.
1: He likes to get high on his own supply. Is what we're saying, and if he's around too many right. of us, he'll find us. He needs his source. He needs people, and I don't know that we want to be those. those people.
2: No, of course not. Of course not. We want to feed him other people. The people are enemies. But You're making long it we,
4: sound awful.
2: As long as we can <laughs> keep him feeding keep him feeding on our enemies and not us. He's an ally. And I presume at which point when that's no longer any enemies for him to eat, well, we... You guys know how to end him?
5: Well, we had the opportunity and uh, conscience got the better of a couple of us.
1: Okay. We know how to search him.
5: I mean, he's a big innocent boy and he probably didn't deserve the ending that he got. Nash is being a little harsh, which is strange because he was closer to him than any of us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh well. Um, all right. Well, uh, well, that's good. That's one potential ally. I, I just want to know what's what's our plan. I don't have much waiting for us back at the liberators' camp. It's a safe haven. There's food and respite from the desert. There, you're not going to find much in the way of solutions.
4: This camp is undefended. Driving to it could be dangerous with a metal man, perhaps trailing.
2: Um. Well, that metal man—he's probably—you're probably probably right to be worried about him. But we took his keys, right? So I don't think—I don't think he'll be finding us. Well, I probably probably a bounty hunter.
1: Chrome, no. There
0: is the map. Yes. Everything's been marked on it.
5: Yeah. uh, Hope, if you don't mind, I can take that back and show that to Bertrand and show him what we're looking at.
0: Fiddle around and pass it back.
2: Mm, So, so
5: this is what we're working with.
2: Considers it.
5: The closest point that has been pointed out to us is uh, down here by the teat. Uh, That is where we were told there were weapons that Hope could make use of. Uh, now, we were encouraged to go after this bit here in the southwest. They uh, told us we would find materials there called celestium, which would allow us to close the esophageal pass. We were told that that should be first, but, you know, the teat is on the way.
2: Never heard of celestium. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what that is. Can tell you, you might find a friendly face or two over in uh, the teat. Let's see, uh,. Well, you know, we, you saw that woman, the woman with the red outfit, uh, the uh, Acromona car. Legend.
0: My, so my hands will a... grip a little tight on the steering wheel, but I'll
2: stay quiet. <laughs> she's a great woman, that one. Anyways, she might have gotten up to a robbery or two and, and fled, and now she's over there in the teat. So you can talk with her. she probably gets you set up.
5: Uh, that seems like a lack up real nice. really good first place to go.
1: Can we rest our heads there? Because we've been through it, and some of us would really like to get our hit points back. Well, the- <laughs> I don't know if
5: you noticed, Nash, but you can sleep in this vehicle. You've done it before, and you can do it again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> then good night
1: to all of you. I'm going to go take a nap.
2: All right, then. Yeah, you still have four levels of exhaustion to work through.
5: <laughs> yeah, we gotta get Nash. Alright, so
2: uh what's the plan here? You guys can drop me off at the Liberators encampment and then be on your way?
5: That sounds good. Uh how are we looking supplies and gas wise? Are we going to be able to acquire that at the camp?
2: We can load you up with what uh with some extra food and rations that we have. There. That seems alright to me
5: we had to leave quite a bit of our supplies down at the bottom of the well so we're running a little low
2: alright Well, alright then chaps sounds like we have a plan uh, you guys are going to drop me off at the liberators and then you'll be on your way to the teat I notice here on your map too there's a little eyeball that's Varel's name on it I thought Varel didn't make any deals why is that marked there
5: I assume that the DM made this before he knew how many people were going to take the deal.
2: Who's the DM?
5: That was said in character, out of character. The Demon Man. Uh, Demon Yeah, Man. I didn't know that that was actually on there, though. But so. uh,
2: do, you, do you know this place, Pharrell? This Rijak Val? It
4: does match my people's pronunciation.
2: It might be worth going to have a look i don't know why it's marked on this map maybe uh maybe the demon friend left you a little breadcrumb after all even though you didn't accept his deal just a thought but uh, what do i know it's so first i didn't believe in demons or the undead so i started talking to you guys today and for some reason i don't know why i believe you guys i still am skeptic but
4: is it so no- unbelievable a orc bathed his balls in metal
2: in your hometown I mean this strange stuff out there. I'm just saying I've never seen it before, and I'm skeptic of it, but I know there are magics at work. Uh and I'm I guess I guess I'm just I'm hearing a lot of new new concepts today, and I'm a little overwhelmed. And also heavy of heart. Oh, this
4: fills me with pride, and I would very much like to call us heroes, but Our journey originally was to save the slaves. Have we... Have we given up on those souls?
5: I just... I'm not entirely sure what we can do for them at this point. I mean, Jula, if you have any idea on what we can do to save our people, I'm certainly all ears. But...
2: Well, there's a lot of chaos and confusion happening right now, and they're all probably they brought everything they have in terms of assets and stuff they they have in this area to the salivating field. Slave town is dead. It's a ghost town so if you want if you were looking to i know you wanted to rescue Talia, I know she's your sweetheart and and I kind of know i kind of know that pain so maybe we maybe there's a way you can sneak in, rescue your people and sneak out
5: vaguely remember somebody telling me they were going to do it for me
2: well i vaguely remember someone telling me they were going to get me the deed but
5: Getting no plan survives for payment some... no. for healing your wounds Jula. i can put that wound right back on you if you miss it so much.
2: <laughs> now 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 let's not get carried away
5: <laughs> Looks a little lazy.
2: look i just don't have the means to do it right now things being what they are with everyone over at Salivating Fields. It wasn't part of the plan.
5: If we do... were able to liberate the people who were taken from Dust Hill, do you or the Liberators have means to get them back home? Certainly the forces of Dust Hill aren't negligible, and I think we could probably get them on our side as well.
2: Are you asking for transport for your people back to Dust Hill once they're rescued?
5: Yes. Yeah, we can
2: send a few vehicles.
5: Well, that is also on the way. So, what do you all think?
2: Is it on the way? You want to go to? Are you proposing going to salivating fields first? Yeah. Okay. We'd have to let somebody at Liberators know. There's no telephones. Nash is asleep. (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's
2: no telephone so you'd have to if you wanted to get vehicles from the liberators you'd have to go and Planet stage
5: well no i mean we liberators. would still go to the liberators first but i mean where we go from the liberators
2: oh uh, so you're 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 proposing a trajectory of liberators salivating fields for the rescue then the teat then perhaps for reject foul and then yeah. Ru- then the ruins
5: yep
0: but what about the spaceship for stanley
5: Look, we don't have to even bother with that.
4: Are you embarrassed
5: of your family, Stanley? They're not my family. They're a bunch of elves.
0: Aren't you curious to see?
5: No, I'm not curious to see. Do you know what elves do to me? No. They look at me and they call me a half-blood and a half-breed. They look at me like a lesser being. The elves haven't done a damn thing for me my entire life. Why should I do anything for them?
0: But wouldn't you be taking some of their power?
5: Maybe. They're willing to share it. They've never been interested in doing anything for me this far in life. I'm not entirely sure why they would suddenly become so amenable to my existence.
0: We might force something. I mean, I've no idea what those guns do.
5: Well, focus would seem complex. On... I
4: will not declare myself king of them.
5: We'll focus on you and Varel for now. We'll see how that goes. and If the information turns out right, maybe we can go check it out. But I'm not eager to reunite with a bunch of people that would prefer my existence be ignored.
2: The jeweler looks around and goes, well, awkward.
1: <laughs> Nash rolls over, snores a little, smacks his lips. He's like, all right, well, I'm
2: going to take my cues. There's somewhere I can sit, put my feet up for a little bit? This drive's going to be kind of long.
5: Uh, yeah, you can uh, go sit in that room right over there, and I point him at the bathroom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay,
5: well done.
2: All right. So we're at a point now, everyone, the, the conversation kind of ebbs out at this point. Everyone's sort of dealing with their internal frustrations and, and, and the, the conflict between the group. Um, and with that, we're going to take a little five-minute break.
1: Nice.
5: All right. Yeah.
1: We'll be uh, back shortly, everybody. BRB? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I think, Yeah. We're back to we're back to rod dogging it. No, that means something bad, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that, that means something else. I don't want dogging s- it. We're fat dogging it. You. Um, thank you, thank uh, you. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> don't you come around here now? <laughs> yeah, oh, there she is. That, that All right.
2: So you guys are now driving, traversing in the Fate Four. Conversation has become stilted and, and a little lighter. The mood's a little somber there's a sense of despair and hopelessness to all this and you're continuing to drive. So I think at this point it's uh, you guys decide what you need to do or what you want to do next and where you want to go. Sounded like we were heading to the liberators, but yeah.
5: Yeah. Liberators, liberators first for sure. We we all agree on that. Right. (laughs) Except Nash who was asleep.
2: All right. Totally asleep. So, gonna zoom in on this part of the map here and we're gonna move uh the heck uh uh, move by one hex uh hope why don't you go ahead and give me a roll of a d12
5: right would we all have had time to sleep by now or
2: so traversing takes two we're gonna say i think it's 120 but i can't remember i have to look that up i'm sorry you got
4: it on the map there
2: yeah it's 120 so at 60 miles an hour it's two hours so you can go ahead we we did establish you can sleep in the vehicle so if you guys want to set up some some rest business you can I don't you have been up for a little while now so we'll say long rest is available if you want to start taking your long rest
5: I will start taking my long rest
1: I am all up in my long rest Varel uh I guess my coffee probably wore
4: off by now yeah
5: I think you're
2: okay. You had a big fight. Yeah,
5: there's okay. been a lot going on since then. You jumped it's, off a dragon.
4: But I'm willing to wait if there's not room because that'd be four people sleeping. Yeah, the, in there's a box room off?
2: for about four people. It is pretty crowded, but yeah. if you're willing to to double up and cuddle. Yeah,
1: you can spoon okay. me. I don't care. Come spoon me. I'll uh <laughs> not to deny the invitation. <laughs> but I'll I'll
4: move up and uh kinda sit cross legged by Hope's box of guns,
2: join her okay. in the front all right okay so we got two starting rests. so let's get that first roll going for the first two hours
0: 11 okay yeah
2: we're
5: right it off. so much for the rest jeez
0: we hit uh, a bunny it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's worst um, thing that could have happened
2: Okay, so as you're driving, um, uh, let's see. Okay, so you're dri- as you're driving along. hope um, you sort of you notice uh, it's still daytime out. It's, you know, getting towards the evening, and you notice sort of on your periphery on the left, you see um, you see uh, what appears to be a vehicle with a bit of smoke coming out of uh, coming out of it. You sort of squint off into the distance. Do you have binoculars? Is that a thing that you have? I think I, don't I know if have, you have them
0: it. at one point, but I may have ditched them. Well,
2: Let's say from what you can see, is you, you think you see a couple of figures just hanging out by this wreck of a vehicle. It's not wrecked, but smoking vehicle. It looks like it's burnt down, like overheated and possibly not working. You see a few figures, but you can't quite make out what's going on over there. You see that uh, to your left. You could easily drive by it. Um, just something you see.
0: I keep driving.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> uh, Varel does notice this, since he's up there in the front with you. Oh
0: shoot! Um, <laughs> wait, what is Varel? <laughs> okay, I'll wait and see if Varel. He, well, says no. So anything. what
2: happens, Varel, is you 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 notice um. Hope's behavior is just a little a little more active, and then you finally sort of catch out of the corner of your eye the wreck. You can see a wreck in the distance. You see that Hope's. You know that Hope's already seen it and decided to continue driving.
4: I'll I'll give it a squint and a perception. Okay.
2: Eight. Alright, it's difficult to make out. You see what you think is a humanoid shape uh, or two and and, and a wreck smoking in the distance. A vehicle that looks like it's been burnt down and there in the desert.
4: I'll sigh and sit back into my spot and stare at hope.
0: <laughs> I'll look down at Varel and meet his stare. Now, I do, for the listeners at home, is your snoot? where's your snoot facing? It's
4: facing you. So I'm, I've got my back. <laughs> so you've got your box of guns where the passenger seat would, uh-huh. or the shotgun seat would be. It's, uh-huh. it's literally a shotgun seat. Nice. And I've got my back to the wall there. And I'm just kind of sitting with my elbows up on my knees, kind of on my butt, tail wiggling a little bit. I agree, Hope. Good. We are on our way to a secret base. And whoever occupies the vehicle is not the sort of people that we are looking to become king of today. They've taken their hope, excuse me, fate, (laughs) into their own hands. Though...
0: I'm looking at the road again. I'm not staring at Pharrell this whole time.
4: I'm here. If you wish to talk,
0: (laughs) I'll stay quiet.
3: All right,
2: you guys continue on quietly. Uh, We move to the next hex. uh, Another two hours goes by. Let's get another roll. Hope
0: eight.
2: Okay. Two hours goes by without event, You move down to another hex, let's get another roll. Nine. All right, and one last hex and one last roll, please.
0: Two.
2: Okay, so the rest of the voyage happens without event, there's nothing but desert. Um, both Nash and, and Stanley have benefited from a full rest as does bok and Trigger and Bertrand. Finally, you get you get to sort of uh, the mountains, and, and Bertrand, as if, you know, timing being perfectly, moves up to the front of the vehicle and, you know, puts his hand over your seat, puts his head next to yours, and as if to look out from your vantage point, and points his finger up, and he's, he's like, in there. You'll find a passage in there you can pull the vehicle into and the rest of the way we'll have to climb up on foot.
0: I'll nod quietly. As we've gotten closer, my grip on the steering wheel has gotten tighter.
3: Okay.
2: He He directs you into this sort of passage that is somewhat carved into the mountain but looks hidden. You can't really see it from just a periphery glance of the mountain range as you pull in. this narrow passage in between giant sort of rock faces and then it turns to the right a little bit and turns to the left and it's a kind of elaborate, definitely man-made dugout sort of passage I guess this area where you forms into this small parking lot and you see a few other vehicles like pickup trucks and and sedans all sort of in there one um, larger uh, flatbed truck is in there as well and and then sort of on the other end you see a foot passage leading up into the hills
0: cool i'll park the vehicle where i see a space
2: yeah you park it in an available spot there it's really they're not not the parking lot is not like well organized people are just parked wherever so you just find a place to park that's convenient for you to exit as well sort of reversing the vehicle in a way so you you don't have to turn it around in case of the need of a quick exit and the, as the vehicle comes to stop and the engine shuts off, everyone sort of wakes up because they're no longer being lulled into the, you know, the sweet sound of the engine running. So Nash and Stanley, you wake up. Okay. It's now uh, the sun's starting to go down. Or the sun is almost down. It's dusk. You slept during the day at this point.
5: Are we uh are we there? Yep, we're here.
4: I quickly exit the
2: vehicle. All
5: right. Um, up and out and following.
2: Bertrand follows you and he says just up this way. It'll be about an hour's walk up up the hill. So everyone he starts making his way up along with Trigger and and bok, bok goes <laughs>
3: He's
2: he's very excited about being in a new place. He's never been here before. So he's excited, and expressing his excitement at being here. And he, fo- he quickly follows after Bertrand and Varel. Um, so you all make your way. It's, it's a, you know, if you didn't, if you weren't being guided by Bertrand, it would be very difficult to dine where it is you would need to go next uh, through the rocks as the passage sort of winds up past different uh, collections of stone and you move your way up. Everyone becomes very tired because the walk up is a steep incline. Um, so after about an hour of this, uh, you're now high up into the mountain range. You can see sort of the desert below. And as you crest a corner, you find that there's this valley in in the mountain range. This sort of small valley, and you see a bunch of tents and makeshift like tent poles with tops on it. You hear the sounds. Uh, you see a couple of you know men hunched over a pot, you know, serving this, like, slop out of it and feeding it to each other. You'll see some of the people you'd recognize as, as populace of Slavetown up here. Not formidable warriors, everyone looking very ragged, no one with armor or weapons to speak of. Um, and You see a few, mostly humans, you see a couple of halflings, and and um, you actually do spot a couple of half-orcs as well. And There's a lot of... Everywhere you look, the people stare sort of at you as Bertrand cuts his way through and says to you, Well, we're here. Make yourselves at home. If you need a good sleep, there's a tent over there at the end that we have for for guests such as yourself. Um, We'll see you in the morning. And he walks off. So you're in the you're in the center of this of this camp. There are tents all around you. And there are people. Noticeably, there are no fires, um, no open flames, no lights here. But you do see people hanging about. Some of them are reading. Some of them are playing cards.
4: Is it uh, the... open out so like you can see out into the desert from above?
2: The camp is in a valley, so you'd have to walk up to sort of a rock face on one of its borders mm. to climb up and to see out to the desert.
5: Among the camp, is there anybody of note that we recognize, or we no? Everyone from our time in Slave town.
2: You don't. Uh, your cursory glance at everything, you don't. You don't see anyone you recognize here, With the exception of Bertrand and Trigger.
5: Well, I imagine it's been a bit of a drive for you, Hope, if you're wanting to turn in. Well, I don't know, did you end up resting or not?
4: No, and I would very much like to sleep beneath the stars once again. I will scale or find a place for myself.
5: Well, I just finished a bit of a rest, so I think I'm going to just wander the camp and uh, enjoy my evening until I start to feel that I can at least turn in for the remainder of the night. I'll head to the tent.
1: All right. I'm going to walk okay. around with Stanley, by the way, just to irritate sure. her. I'm going to be with Stanley. All right.
2: So just before they go irritating people, um, stay at Varel, you, you, you can easily find yourself a place away from camp. Amongst the rocks to, to sleep underneath the stars. So that's that's what you're going to go do. Uh, Bakbak will join you. Bakbak is not leaving your side, so he's going to go and camp with you, and uh, he'll tell you about his adventures. Excellent. All right. Okay. So Varel makes his way off to go find a place to sleep. Hope uh, enters the uh, the tent that's been set aside for her. Are you guys, and um, so now you guys are in the center of town. There's no sources of light. There are tents everywhere, and there are people hanging about.
5: So, a dragon, huh?
1: <laughs> what, do you want it again right now?
5: No. Uh, you look awful, by the way, especially for someone who still got a full night's sleep and already looked awful. That clearly oh, yeah. takes a lot out of you.
1: Hold on. Awful, like, worse than I'd looked before Dragon form Or after? I mean,
5: like, you've got a moist sheen to you. Like, you're still just sweating uncontrollably.
1: Well, it is the desert. It's hot out here, and my, you know, my skin doesn't do well in the hot sun. And we've been down underground for a long time. So, it's, you know, this is all to be expected.
5: You know, you can admit that... You know, it takes a lot out of you to become a dragon, Nash.
1: It does. I'd really just like a shower.
5: Can't help you with that.
1: I'm not even sure that's a word we know.
5: Shower. (laughs) (laughs) I know the word shower, and it's not something I can help you
1: with. Bath. Water. Is there a river? Anything. Does this town have anything where I could cool down and just rinse off a layer of Gross.
5: Uh, I don't know. Let's. Uh, I'll just find whoever the nearest person is and grab them. Uh, excuse me.
2: This is a, an orc uh, sitting next to a leaning against a rock with a bowl per- like a perfect. metal slop.
5: Exactly what I would seek out if I needed direction. <laughs> Spot on. <A> metal slop. <laughs>
2: you say excuse me, and he turns his head to you, and you notice um his eyeballs, like his eyelids, are seem like closed over his eyes. Like there's no eyeballs in there.
1: Like he's blind? Like perhaps he's blind
2: and doesn't have eyeballs.
5: Could you point me in the direction of uh, where this crusty individual might find a bath or a shower of some kind? Do
2: I look like I know where the showers
5: are?
1: I get up close and sniff. (laughs)
5: No, he doesn't know where they are. Alright, we'll find somebody else. Come on. Uh, Sorry to bother you. Go back to want... whatever you were doing. <laughs> Alright, we're going to find somebody else. Preferably not an orc and preferably with eyeballs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> you look over to your right you see there's a couple of humans, um, they're wearing like raggedy top hats, and they're uh, seem to be actually um uh, sharpening a blade. One of them sort of holding the blade down, while the other one
5: sharpens with a whetstone across it. Uh, good evening. Uh, are they men, they're women? Hu- they're
2: human. Two human
5: males. Okay. Beard. Good evening, gentlemen. My name is Stanley Billings. Uh, my travel companion here, Nash Maggard, is a sour-smelly individual, and I'm looking to rectify such a matter. Uh, do you know where we might find some water with which we could wash off his nastiness?
2: What did he say, Bill? I think he said he was looking for for uh, some, a bath for his princess, his princess over there. Well, I think we better tell him. Uh, they're not. It's not in a comfortable town anymore. He needs to go take himself to the kingdom, princess. Yeah. All yeah. right, there, princess. Uh, I don't. I. I don't think uh, you understand. We don't have showers here. This is a. Uh, is a camp.
1: How do you people Great. take care of yourselves? What do you do?
5: Well, they we, stink. Uh... Nash is what they do. <laughs> uh, uh, good. Good luck to you. Good meeting you. Uh, you have yourselves a fine evening, Nash. I don't know why we're even bothering with this, and I press the digitate him. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm taking a dirt bath, and I hit the ground. I uh, just start.
5: Nash, I just <laughs> i literally just what? Cleaned you. What are you doing? Well, I'm taking a like dirt bath. Small child.
1: No, it's uh, is a, He's a wise blizzard. I've, I've learned some things from him, and one of the things he does is he. Hits the dirt and uses the dirt to just sort of wash everything away. It's a great thing we should take from him.
5: Press to digitate the dust off of him.
1: Oh, all right. This
5: is clean. You want to know how I know? Because this spell magically cleans things. All right.
1: Well, then maybe use that more often.
5: I use it plenty, as I have been told. (laughs) So... You're still butt ugly, but you're now clean butt ugly. Is there anything else you want to do, or are you following me for a particular reason?
1: Uh, Just killing time. Nothing here to do yet, and, you know, until we need to shut down for the night, I figure we just kind of see what's going on around here. Unless you'd rather not have the company.
5: No, it's fine. Just, uh, you know, you've been through a lot you uh handling all that okay
3: yeah it's fine
1: once i get lots of rest i can you know i can kind of get back to myself and and uh you know be ready for using this again but only when we need it it's one of the things been going through my mind as we've been traveling and as i slept i dreamt about it uh the right way to use this uh not become cocky about this power and only use it when we need it and uh i'll need you and the whole team to help me do that Uh, there there could be times where anger i worry anyway that anger could overtake me and the dragon would come out whether i whether it was the right time or not so cooler heads like yours pharrell's and hopes although increasingly increasingly she's kind of a hothead I don't know if you've noticed.
5: I've uh, noticed.
1: Yeah, I'm worried. I think
5: we're all having a hard time dealing with what we've been through. I mean, you walked out of the situation being able to turn into a damn dragon. You know, maybe it's easier to feel better about yourself when that's the case, but, you know, Hope sounds like she went through a lot. She found out more than more than most. I think she'll write her sales eventually, but for now, we just got to look out for one another. I agree. And if you need help controlling your power, Nash, we... I mean, that's... Hell, Nash, why do you think I give you such a hard time?
1: I don't know, I just thought you are dicking around with me.
5: No, it's because, Nash, you've been given great power. I have to study, and work, and research, and practice for every ounce of magic that I am able to use. I have to throw myself into it. And without even a little bit of effort, you're able to blow right past me. It's ridiculous. And to see you have that sort of power, and use it in such a nonchalant way that would hurt people you care about. It just lacks any sort of responsibility. I'm trying to help you focus that. Because, Nash, you're too powerful and you need to understand how to wield that effectively.
1: My instinct is to take the blunt end of my my staff and jam it in your eye for saying such a thing, but I... I'm trying... (laughs) I'm trying to be humble. I'm trying to understand what it means to, to have this weighty power. And I... I'll do that. I'll listen. I'll t- I'll take your advice. And then, bing! Nashville, remember this. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Alright. Well... I think... I'm gonna walk the camp a little bit. These are clearly the best kind of folk you want to spend time around, and, uh, and I think I'm going to call it an evening as well.
1: Sounds good. And off we walk. Yeah. Alright, so
2: you walk the camp and you try to have interesting, engaging social interactions, but everyone here is very somber. They've been dealt harsh hand in life. They are under the boot heel. They've been kicked from their home. And they don't feel much friendly towards strangers and you know they don't know the great the great powers that you guys have you just look like more schmucks to them right more more people sort of on the shores of despair more mouths to feed another excuse to drain even more resources and no one's all that friendly towards you this place has a very great lack of hope that's your read on it so after spending some time exploring the state of affairs here in this liberator camp you Turn in for the evening, get a bit more rest. Um, Nash, you can make sure to clear two levels of your exhaustion. Remember, you had a full four, so
1: you're at exhaustion level two. Yeah, and I get her, I don't, um, I'm such a dummy. I have with to this. make a note of it. It's just a no, note, there's... right? Because there's nothing in here that lets me no Okay, no.
5: uh, actually, there is. There it is? You, yeah, under your hit points, there's a, a box that says conditions. And at the very bottom, you can click which level of exhaustion. Oh,
1: you're at. right. I didn't see this before. Okay, cool. Um, sorry, what was I at? where am I? I was at eight. Well, you're at two. Two, two, now, two. currently. I'm at
2: two. two I was at four. Okay, yeah, we'll put you at two. You know, you've right. had some extended rest.
1: A few more days, and you'll be back to ah, that's awesome. Okay, I didn't see that before. This. Good find.
2: So you know, something you might consider is staying here for a few days to clear up your. It's not a pleasant place to be, but you know it's a, a safe, safe as as safe a haven as you found thus far.
3: Okay.
2: Um, but you wake up in the morning to the smell of fried sand squid. Running into the tent, and Varel, you can also smell the, the fried sand squid. And there, you see, uh, you poke your head out. One of you pokes your head out, and you can see that there's like a table. There's a few people cooking up on a, on a on a small flame cooking up some sand squid and there's a lineup of people and they're getting their you know someone's ladling in fried sand squid into slop bowls for everyone to eat it's you know it's a a military kitchen lineup nothing fancy about the food but it does smell delicious given that it's cooked food I would like to go hunting okay well Varel uh, you decide to go off hunting Bok Bok will join you
5: I'll go get in line for my sand squid. I've missed it so.
2: Okay. So while Varel goes off, to, he's not present with you guys. Um, the three of you line up, and after, you know, 20 minutes of wait, you finally get to your turn, and you each get a portion of sand squid and so a yellow, viscous looking liquid in, to drink. You're not sure what it is. Some kind of mead. <laughs> Doesn't look appetizing at all. And, um,. You take your your portions and go to a table and sit down together to eat your to eat your bre- ration breakfast. Burrell, what are you hunting? Let's
4: see. In these mountains, hmm. I guess I would first be determining kind of what the health of the land is here. I know we're on the the mountains that run along or the Dead Fingers.
2: So, in the mountains, you might find panthers, or mountain cats of various kinds. There would be large birds. You might find eggs, a nest of some kind from a large bird. Um, Goats may be findable up here. Mm -hmm. Goat hay. (laughs)
4: I'll look for some tracks and see what I can find this morning. Sure. Survival A15 okay
2: let's
5: see I wish I hunted for food mm-hmm. All right, so such you a better s- deal mm-hmm. yeah,
2: you look around for um, um, tracks of some kind and the one thing you actually do find you find that there is there are bear tracks nearby and you guess that you know bears sometimes approach living settlements because of the scraps of food they leave behind and the, the waste they throw to the ground and you wonder, you wonder what this bear's doing around here. Pretty brave for a bear to be so close to uh, an encampment, but you do find bear tracks. Hmm.
4: I will caution Bok Bok as to the nature of bears to keep hidden, and I'll
2: follow the tracks. Okay. Survival check. Six. Okay. So you follow the tracks uh some way and then they lead up to uh you know, but but a half an hour elapses. and they lead up to a clearing and you kind of you can start to hear the <laughs> breathing but can't see the animal, but you do know it's it's there amongst uh, uh amongst the rocks of this valley.
4: All right. I I'll uh so this entrance to the valley, I know that it moves through here, so in my sort of classic lizard folk hunting style, I would camp out that pass hidden, ready to jump from my little buried sand pit and okay. latch onto a a throat or a jugular of some kind and bite until it goes down.
2: Do you have any bait for him?
4: Hmm. No. Good <laughs> 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 look about my person, realize I don't have any of my possessions but my shield. Look at Bok Bok.
2: I mean, you know that bears are enticed by, you know, you can put blood in the air, and if they do have a taste for flesh, you could bleed out on a rag and tie it up to something.
4: But I also know it's visiting the camp area for trash or something in the evenings of some kind. So without any rush, I'd probably just set up and basically wait on the game trail
2: okay so let's get a stealth check please where, before you do that where are you sending Bok is he, he his nature is a little noisier than you'd prefer I would
1: think yeah
2: yeah um,
4: oh I would set up Bok with a stick some 100 yards away, down, down the path, back towards town, so it would kind of mesh with the town noises. And I tell him that I wish him to design me a standard, a flag for the great lizard king. And I will sure. take into suggestion, and he symbols he comes up with.
2: Okay. So he excitedly he says, We'll try best. We'll try best, my liege. And then he runs, or my lord. Rather, and then he runs off with the stick with his new project.
4: 15 on okay. stealth.
2: 15, okay, so you gather up the sand all around you, and you're nothing but two eyeballs in a sand hill, and you lie in wait. Let's roll a survival check, please.
4: 13.
2: Okay. And you hear the clawing of sand. <laughs> after, you know, what seems like a few hours goes by and you see, finally here you, you see the bear crest the corner of the rock as it sniffs around your sand uh, hill it smells something and is clearly investigating this area and it right, well, detected you
4: when it gets that snoot close, I'm gonna bite it. Okay,
2: so so the the nose, the wet nose, <laughs> and then you go make your attack roll. Explode from the sand with advantage because you're attacking from stealth. Excellent.
4: Ooh, nineteen, so a twenty-five.
2: And you're biting it. Yep. Okay. Uh, damage dice. Ten. Okay, so you, you're, you're you're just your jaws peek out, eh, almost moving like a silent ship cutting through clouds, and then springs into action. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he bite the the bear, the bear goes. <laughs> as he as he as it screams out, <laughs> and he swipes back with claws wildly uh, back at you. Um, you're sixteen, right?
4: Uh, I wouldn't have my shield equipped in the sand. So, so 14. 13.
2: Fourteen. Okay. And so his two claws sink into yours, uh, connecting for. Uh... Uh-huh. So one claw swipes in, cutting your chest, doing 11 points of damage. The next one swipes in, cuts in, he sort of punctures you with the other claws as it grabs your arm, not grappling, but just sinks in with the claws, does five points of damage to you. As he's like on top of you, swiping at you. But you, you're bitten him on his neck area, right? So is his head's not free? Like he's you've bitten him here? Like yeah, exactly. Neck. Yeah. Okay, now it's your turn to attack him again.
5: Never mind, I'm happier about the sand squid now. <laughs>
4: yes, all right. My, my lips curl in a smile knowing I've met a mighty foe and I enter my rage. All right. And I'm going to make a reckless attack a natural 20.
2: Okay. Roll double, double your dice. damage dice. Excellent.
4: Yep. That'd be six. Uh, ten again.
2: Okay. Um, so uh, this is your attack is with your claws.
4: Uh, this would be biting down even
2: harder. Okay. So you again you, you 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 bit him once and then he recoils back and then you jump out from where you're buried into the ground and bite him again. <laughs> and then and then it fights back and it stands up it's sort of the bear standing upright but you're you know as tall as it roughly so it doesn't matter you bite down onto it and and you guys are now wrestling a big pile of dust sort of gets kicked up from your this savage attack on one another the bear this time attempts to bite you um bite you back and he does so biting into your neck um for twelve points of damage.
4: Cool. I'm now raging, so that'll be six.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's Pierce. Oh, slashing. By the way, I don't know if you have different resistances. And he's going to make a claw attack that misses. So he he, he swipes at you wildly, but as he's able to his his mouth all this like sweat and like not sweat, but spit comes out of his mouth, and there's this sort of. This is presence of the breath is bites down into your scales, but yeah, you're you're resistant to it because your scales, right? Like it's not. Yeah, yeah. So your turn again.
4: Cool. I will. Uh, so I will spin off him, free action, equip my shield, the Beholder Tooth Shield, and just go to slam it into him with a lightning attack as well. Okay. And I'm enjoying every moment of it.
5: Okay. Gonna cook that bear meat at the same time.
2: Hmm. And-
0: Tie it to the top of the car.
2: Twenty-two. It's <laughs> a hit.
4: Nine points of damage.
2: Okay, that's for your 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 shield slam. Yep, yep. And, and then
4: and... Uh, you get the dexterity dodge for the lightning.
2: Okay, so the dexterity dodge, she does dodge the he does dodge it miraculously. Cool. One point <laughs> it just of lightning damage. So one point, so another ten damage, yep, okay, so he does absorb some of the electricity, you do rifle him pew, in the face with the shield, and he rrr, as he backs up, and he begins to attempt to, to run away, so uh, the bear, realizing he's been he, you're the stronger opponent, starts barreling down the valley across through the rocks barreling not he's barreling down.
4: Awesome. I will take one of the teeth. So I'll throw aside the shield as I do, pulling one of the teeth free, using it as a dagger, and just start booking after him. Going to go for Good. a jump and slam.
2: All right, attack roll. Jumping in, reckless attack. Uh, 13. Okay, so you jump into the air um, with with both hands on the beholder tooth, like raised mm-hmm. up above your head like this. Yeah, as you bring it down, you jump down. You, you it lands right in his spinal cord in the back of his neck area as you jump on top of him, and the 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 bear's galloping, and when you stab him, it's like, and then he just and he hits the ground and slides, and you're just sort of surfing on sand for a little bit, and then it comes to a stop, and you just hear this this exhalation, this last final exhalation of breath as the bear goes, and then it's still with uh, there's bear slobber all around his mouth, uh, sort of gooping up the sand into little goop. Gooples, whatever you call them, balls of goop. <laughs>
4: I will give it a twist and a back and forth, and then leap up, look around, start banging my chest at any of the mountains around to see if there's anybody who wants a piece of this kill. No. And I'll get to work on it.
2: Right, Buck, Buck runs down. He's like, ar, ar. he runs down. He's like, glory, glory to the king! And he's got uh, the stick, and he's drawn like basically a happy face with two lizard ears on, it. and it's, it's a picture of you on the on the flag. And you, you think he's drawn it with he's found some plant or something that was inky, and it doesn't look very good. But he runs down. He's like, glory to the king, glory, glory, as he runs down the into the valley towards you.
4: In consideration, Bok-Bok.
2: Yes! Yes! Concede! Come.
4: I will make you a cape. And I start crafting. <laughs>
3: okay.
4: And I'm going <laughs> to get myself whatever meats I can, and I'd like to use the skull with my cunning artisan lizard folk business okay. to make a mace a bear skull mace alright
2: what are you using for a handle
4: oh I guess I, well I, wait wait so yeah like the I'll use the tendons and then a bone up into the mace so it's a skull on the end of a
2: yeah like you, I imagine arm. you're using other parts of the bones to hold it t- together right
4: yeah and the tendies and all that
2: Attendees. I mean, some of that <laughs> stuff rots away. <laughs> yeah.
4: I mean, my shield probably isn't doing too hot at this point,
1: so oh, you I can, need to reinforce if you, it. If
2: you need leather straps, you can take the skin and you can take the hide and use it to tie things together.
1: And yeah. Bok-bok has a f- stick. You know, I made a flag, but that stick is there. Just so saying. I will, uh, wherever
4: I camped last night, I will go. I will, you know, begin work on this bear skull <laughs> mace. I will bury the body. But I'll also take some fine cuts of meat to my friends, and uh, one of the arms, because I'm proud of it over my shoulder. You're not
2: gonna, gonna take the whole thing with you? You're just you're taking an arm, and you're cutting off some sl- some hunks of meat, like in a pouch that you've also made, probably from it.
4: Yeah, and I'm gonna go to town to to feed my friends. Okay, but
2: so nope. all right. By the time you've done all this, roll a survival dice, please see how long it takes to do all this six okay so it's going to be probably towards dinner time that this will all be done it will be gone for the day Sweet. alright perfect <laughs> so you begin collecting all the, the you begin making your mace and collecting the meat shanks and a pouch to bring it in and spending the day with Bok Bok in the mountains uh, back to <laughs> breakfast uh, with Stanley <laughs> Hope and Nash Pharrell's gone he hasn't shown up and you guys are having breakfast.
3: Yeah. We you ever feel finish. like
5: forel has got the right idea about hunting? Because I'm really getting sick of sand squid.
1: We should go with him one of these days. I'd like to see what it takes to take down a great beast.
5: I don't know. He seems to do it well enough. It's probably not a big deal.
1: He's a giant lizard. He's a beast. Yeah. He's a beast himself. Somebody's hunting him. We just don't know it.
5: I imagine he just leaps out and fells a creature in one swift stroke.
0: Mm -hmm. What do you Mm. think the biggest thing is he's brought down?
5: Oh, man. Didn't he tell us he punched a dragon once? Do you think he really did that, or do you think he imagined?
1: He just bonked me on the head while we were flying out of the mine. Close (laughs) enough. I
5: guess that would work. Yeah.
0: What dragon would he have punched?
5: I don't know. He comes back and he says, "It's all right, everybody. I did it. I, I did the thing." And then he tells you these fantastic stories and you think, "Well, he's probably lying." But then next thing you know, he explodes and there's fire all around him and
0: I think Ferrell smoked some of the desert weed.
5: <laughs> you think so?
0: I think that might be what he does.
5: Well, Should we can look for him and see what he does.
1: I, that's what I'm saying. We could go with him and 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 witness these either these great feats or him getting stoned.
5: Okay, I want to know. I'm too curious. We got to go see if we can find him. We
0: try and track Pharrell.
5: <laughs> yep. <laughs> 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 I'll admit this took a weird turn, but it's what we want to do. Yep, we're doing yeah, it. Yeah,
2: I was planning something completely different. But uh-huh. that... <laughs> that's what we thought. Other that that's come up. So you guys kind of, you guys kind of get up, and um you know, during this conversation, you notice there's a couple of young men uh at a table, sort of across, uh across from there, who've been paying a lot of attention to you. Hope they keep Are looking they back to you. Yeah, they're 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 sort of these handsome young men. They keep sort of looking back and humans. Who's who has the knock on they the got,
5: door? I had somebody at the door.
2: Oh. Was <laughs> it scared me. I was like,
1: uh oh.
0: They so... knock on the door. <laughs> it sounded One like door. a
2: debt collector knock.
1: The, the Arizona or the Phoenix PD, open the door. <laughs> <laughs> We but... heard you have
2: an illegal Sylvana statue in your building.
1: Let's yeah, take we. It. we <laughs> it's
0: poor a... chief contraband.
1: Keep your for where we can see them. Who uh Please say it was Jehovah Witnesses, please. Who was it?
5: Never mind. He's bringing me a key to work.
1: Oh, I was hoping it was a pizza or something. Yeah. All right.
5: Um. All right. I wish so, it was pizza. Oh my gosh, that's great. So yeah.
2: So you you noticed a few a few you know there's been a few young men sort of uh, sort of hitting each other in the shoulder and paying attention to you, Hope.
0: How old are they? Oh,
2: they're like they're young men. They're like kids. Kids? Oh,
0: okay. They're, they're
2: like 18, you know. Uh-huh. That, they're really young. and. They're human? They're humans, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll give them a little smile as I walk away as we go hunt for Elf.
2: Okay, and that sort of, it sort of causes a reaction as one of them punches the other one in the
1: gut as, as you guys... Move away. Those guys don't. I don't trust those guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nash, they're kids.
3: Yeah,
1: but they're looking at you weird. They're creepy.
0: Don't people look at you weird?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 but not like leering and stuff. I, just, something's up there. I don't like it. Feels... I think
0: they might think I'm pretty.
1: Yeah. That's. Uh, you. Uh, hey, uh, hey! I say. <laughs> 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 they turn around and look at you, Nash. And I say. <laughs> they have the sort of draw, eyes are kind of wide. Draw a picture. It'll last longer. Because <laughs> there's no pictures to take. You can't, you know, there's no photos in this world.
2: And then, then one of them looks at one of their friends. You don't hear what's said, but you hear like they're
0: making me Nash let him go uh,
1: this
0: hold on a, a second
1: fight. no listen alright and then I I would like to shoot a firebolt into the sky <laughs> into the sky please okay
2: <laughs> you do it you shoot a firebolt into the sky. Okay. You don't need to roll. Uh, not, oh you yeah, I don't anything. have to
1: roll. It's not an attack. It's just yeah. a scare attack. Shoot a firebolt, everyone kind of the
2: whole, the if, whole camp. I the see whole camp kind of freezes like, up, I'm
5: going to be tackling him. I may not be in time to stop it, but it will be right after. Um, all right. It'll be after or before he does. I mean, it. You know he's if you to, if I see so, him about to do it, I'm trying to stop him. Okay.
2: Then roll. Um, so you have to grapple him to stop him. So. Uh, Stanley goes to grapple you as you shoot out the firebolt. Roll a grapple contest, please. This is
1: so me in real life, by the way. Uh, this what is exactly this? what I would be doing.
0: You threw a firebolt at
3: <laughs> me. Well, I would do like,
1: like if we were if I was six? with one of my daughters or somebody and somebody's leering at him, I would mm. like this is totally. I mean, it's not the same, but I would I would totally pick a fight. And my wife would be like, "Knock it off. We're not. Don't worry." And she'd be like trying to get me away from him.
5: Or is it strength though? Is it strength, it's strength or strength?
1: It's strength for the
2: person grappling. It can be dexterity or strength of the person defending. You have to roll a dice, uh, Scott. Oh, what am I or rolling? 20. I rolled it's a 10. Stanley's grappling
1: you.
3: Sorry.
2: Did you add your um athletics
5: to it? I did. I rolled a ten and I added my athletics, and so it's right. ten. Let's get a D20 oh wait, from oh Scott. if it's adding athletics, then it's eleven. I do okay. have
1: a Okay, so fifteen.
3: I have no okay. modifier. So
2: you tr- you attempt to grapple him, but he sort of he dexterously sort of sidesteps your attempt to grapple and then fires the fireball up in the air. And the entire the entire lunch camp uh quiets as they all stare at you.
1: Did you see that? Why don't you leer at that for a while? What?
5: You goddamn idiot Nash. <laughs> what? Did you notice there wasn't a single campfire all night? They want to keep this place secret, and you just shot a flare into the sky.
1: Oh shit! I didn't think of that. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to defend her honor. She, they were making faces at her, and then made faces at me. I, you can't get away with that. I'm Nash Maggard of the Solar Mines. Nash. All right. So
5: one of the Pope one of could the young. Beat the shit out of you. She doesn't need you to defend her honor. Well, one of the young men gets what up. What honor? <laughs> one of one of the young men gets up.
2: Uh, the one that has mainly been sort of, you know, looking at hope, gets up to, and walks towards you, and takes his sort of hat off and puts it in front of him and says, "I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry, Mister. I'm really sorry. We, we just, we just, we just think your friend is is she's cute. She's cute. We're sorry.
3: Don't do All it. right.
1: Don't do it again.
2: We won't. We won't. All and right. then he sort of." You know, backs off and sort of bowing a little bit, and oh, grabs his friends, and oh. and they and they've run off.
0: Oh, okay. Right.
1: So they've run off now.
2: They, they they run off to like you know, they just run off.
1: All right. They just sort of take off around a corner, and you don't see them. Sorry, you guys. Nash, I mean, we're on. You keep
5: talking. Damn well hope <laughs> that it's too bright out for anybody to have noticed
1: that. You, you keep telling me where our team is us, and I'm you know we got to watch out for each other. I may I got a little you know maybe I got a little emotional there, but.
5: You think so? Yeah. I, I
0: appreciate the care you have, Nash. I, thank you. I've
1: grown fond of, of her.
5: Nash, we just talked last night, hours <laughs> ago, about using your magic responsibly. You didn't make it a few hours. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's, it's hard
1: for me. It's hard for me. I re, you know, I'm reactionary. It, it's hard. My whole life is reaction. Everything's a reaction. Every time I've ever had to face anything, it's the uh, seat of my pants. I don't even have pants.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're hurting me.
1: Let's just get Varel. Forget right. about it. They're gone. It's too bright for anyone to notice. It's fine. Everything's fine.
2: Okay. So you, you guys are moving off now to go find Varel. Yeah. Let's get survival checks from all of you as you approach the, the edge of town.
5: Natural one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, what you got, Nash? One. It's a six
5: total, but a Four. one's a one.
1: I have plus three, so seven. Not
3: great.
2: <laughs> okay, so you, you guys wander through the forest a bit, and you guys are really convinced you found Varel's tracks. And and for several hours, you follow these tracks. Um, you say the forest? We're in a forest? That, what do you call you're, it? No, you're, 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 in a, you're in the mountains. So there's okay. rock faces. You r- climb up and climb low, and there's these little valleys in the mountains. Okay. And anyway, so for several hours, you follow these tracks, convince they're Vorel's tracks, and that you found him, only to realize that they fade out. And then when you turn around and look back, you can't really find the tracks you followed, and you're now lost in the mountains. <laughs> And so you make an attempt to return back to camp, and then you find that that wasn't the way back to camp, and now you just have no idea where you are. All you see are endless mountains on either side of you.
1: I And, go, uh, and you can't
2: tell where the, the camp is hidden, because
1: it is well hidden in the mountain range. Well, Stanley, this was a fine idea you had to go try to find Varel. Well done.
5: Well, I think we all wanted to do it,
1: yeah, but it was your idea, dammit.
5: I don't know what Varel's footprints look like. I figured they were the only footprints out here.
1: Well, they're big lizard footprints. So, unless any of us are professional trackers, the only one I know of is, oh, I don't know, Varel.
0: We could try to get a pie and see if we could find the camp.
1: Did you say a pie?
0: Yeah, <laughs> there are mountains.
1: Oh.
5: up. Pie, i thought nash. you
1: meant a pie like we're gonna eat a pie
5: yeah nash we're lost out in the woods it's really time for a pie
1: well it sounded good at the time <laughs> all we That's had a
5: good idea hope let's see what we can see we'll head towards whatever the highest point <clears throat> we can
2: the, find the, is. there is a there's a point uh that nearby that you can climb up that looks higher uh but you're gonna have to you know climb it you guys have any climbing gear um,
1: I have
5: a rope, rope has a rope and a, a movable <laughs> rod. <laughs> there we go.
1: Served us well before.
5: <laughs> I mean, how, how does that
1: work?
0: <coughs> I who's got the best climb? What would that be? Athletics or would it be acrobatics?
1: Probably athletics. I have
2: no. I'm
5: modifiers. not very athletic.
1: Yeah, I have no modifiers on athletics. It should be negative. It's so bad.
5: I get a plus one.
0: I'm tied with you, but I'll, uh, I'll go for it. <laughs> okay. I'll grab the rod and try to shimmy my way up. Right, We have a rope attached to you. yeah?
2: Yeah. How does that work exactly with the rod? Like, like, I get you can hang off the rod, but you have to unclip it. So what are you hanging on in the meantime to move higher?
1: I know what he does. I got oh. it. Here's what you do. Maybe I explain this to Stanley, but first I guess the DM better make sure I'm not up in, up in the night here. But like, okay, you hold it up a little ways up, the rod, click. Okay, now it's solid. Climb up so that that rod is just right here, and then very quickly go click click and put it up there really fast <laughs> it's,
5: that it's a like, so good so thing scared. nash is not attempting the climb but i wish i could see it that's, you could, that's that sounds like
0: that though right because you can hold it up climb up the rock a little get a strong hold
2: i mean, then you could, put
5: it up yeah you could
2: probably out. you know if you were strong enough push yourself a little bit and click click like yeah okay that's that's Use it as a, a guide diff-
5: and tie a, the rope to it and around your waist so that if that you fall, I would say, it catches you.
2: That, I would say, is a difficult sleight-of-hand check in order to, to do it nimbly enough. Well, yeah,
5: then I would do that.
2: Okay, difficult sleight-of-hand check. Like, that's rolling 15, 15s on your, on your DC okay. every time. Wait, what it- if we...
5: What if we came up with a different idea? <laughs> what if we found the next highest point that didn't require a difficult climb?
1: <laughs> yeah, is there any terrain? If we look around, is there any terrain that we can see that's, um, you know, more climbable or, or, or hikeable than... than...
2: Um, well, the terrain is, you know, rock face. It's it's steep, so it's not... You, know, you can't walk up a bit. It, you'll have to find handholds and climb your way to the top of the mountain. Which is possible because it is on an incline most of the way up on the mountains you see. Yeah, we'll um, do that. But there is a possibility of falling.
5: It's alright. There's always <laughs> a possibility of falling.
2: As you guys um as you guys discuss trying to find a way up a mountain, you hear sort of a bush. There's a little dirt bush off to the side and it rattles.
5: What's a dirt bush?
2: Just like a like a brown, brown <laughs> crappy leaves, <Okay>. twigs. <laughs> yeah. It's not green or shrubbery. You hear a little little bush rattle.
1: I played bass for bush <laughs> rattle in high school.
2: <laughs>
3: there
0: are rocks on the ground? The
1: leaves shake it. Yeah, there are rocks I'll, on the ground. I'll
0: pick up a rock and I'll chuck it at the bush.
2: All right. You chuck the rock at the bush and you hear, ow,
0: ow. And then ow. I will raise my gun.
1: Wait, <laughs> ow, 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 like uh, like it's words. Uh, don't don't shoot!
2: Don't shoot! Don't shoot. And then um I'm coming out! I'm coming out! And then a the foot sort of comes out, it's his pinstripe pants, his leather shoe, and a man saunters out, and you recognize this man, you've seen him before, it's Slippery Brent.
1: Wait. Scratches. Slippery
5: oh Brent. that guy. It's like, how do we
1: wait, how do we know Slippery Brent from
5: The when? guy who was hooked on Pixie Blush, right?
1: Oh. Right. <sighs> Okay, he's like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! I know you,
5: I know you, you guys are the champions, of Rusty Cage." Uh huh. Ah, you guys have any pixie blush? What are you doing out here? Uh, I
2: don't know. I ended up in here. Do, um,
1: do you know how to get out of here? What are you doing in here? Do you know how to get out of here? We
2: are out for a walk. I think I flew up here. What? There was a there was a mermaid. They don't fly. It's a mermaid. she said, the way out is through the tunnel. And I went through the tunnel!
1: And I ended up at a casino. (laughs) The hell is that?
5: This is what it was like dealing with you not too long ago, Nash. So, you know, (laughs) just keep that in mind as we go through this little adventure. Do you guys have any pixie blush? No. No.
1: If we did, hold on. If we did... What would you do for it? Will you get us out of here? Do you know the way out?
2: Um I did know the way out.
1: Have but you, I have you seen a lizard here? A big lizard folk?
5: Ooh. Did you see a lizard?
1: We we have a lizard, but he's currently up here and not with us.
5: Nash, before you uh say too much. Let's keep in mind we don't know where S- <laughs> our friend Slippery came from, and we may not necessarily want him going the same places uh, that we decide to go, because he's annoying.
2: Well well, 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 you remember I did you a big favor? I b- gave you the map of Slave Town? Yeah, believe you, find your you way uh,
5: charged us for it when we were told to give it to us for free.
2: <laughs> no, I didn't charge you anything for it. That's not right. I gave it to you.
1: I think you but, took money that went right up your nose. Or however you do pixie dust. I guess you, what do you do? You don't snort it? You
5: would know better than any of us.
1: <laughs> I got it in pill form or something, didn't I? I don't remember. There were rabbits and shit. I don't remember. You know what? Oh, Stanley, you, you should talk. Pixie blush. Yeah, I have. It was terrible. So you,
2: you must have some. Do you know where I can get some?
1: Well, again, it depends on what you can do for us. Um,.
2: Well, I, I had I had something I was supposed to do while I was up here. I'm looking for something. What?
5: Really? Um, what are you looking for?
2: I'm looking for. I'm looking for 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 for
1: for a Ferris wheel. Did you say
5: furt No. And how has that search gone for you? We haven't found it. Yeah. But
0: who but, said, but who what do you mean we?
2: Well, well, I got Cel Celibus. You, you know Celibus. He sent me up here. He said to go find a Ferris. I think a Ferris wheel. I don't remember. Um, oh, I wish I had some pixie dust. Then I'd remember. Pixie blush, not dust. No <laughs> one wants pixie dust.
1: Do we? I, lean, I turn around. Everybody, do we have? We don't have any. Do we?
2: No, we I don't. think. What? Do you have any food? I haven't eaten in like five days. Do you have any food?
0: If he's looking for the town, we have to kill him.
1: Oh yeah. Wait a minute. Why?
3: <laughs> you guys
2: roll stealth stealth checks for this whispering.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you we bust. just talk
2: really quietly.
5: Oh, I don't have to roll. I haven't said anything. I'm not rolling. I, I could.
0: Twenty-four.
3: Okay.
1: Um. Sixteen. Okay, he remains oblivious to your whispers. Okay. Um,
2: I think I think well, we're friends here, right? So some of us sent me here to to find something. Um, you know what? If we find it, then I can just go back. You guys have you guys can take me back to Slave Town,
3: right? Yeah, and we absolutely. Can, we, 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 can we, take we
5: can go back to Slave Town. We but get I gotta... high.
2: I, I my supp- I know where my supplies in Slave Town. So we you know I'll give you some of Brent's uh, special stash.
5: But I mean. I mean, let me tell you. You said you'd be able to find it if you had some pixie blush. So, yeah. You know, we, this can be between you and you and us here. What if we went back, got your supply, then we'd be able to find it right away, and you would get back that much sooner, and Celibus would be so proud of you.
2: Wait, what? What? <laughs> you we're just gonna go back? Yeah, let's just it's go supply. back Get do you supply. know how to get out of here I think I'm lost
5: I mean you've been climbing up right so naturally it would be to head down
2: uh, I've been here so long I brought about 10 kilograms of pixie blush with me and I'm out I've been up here for months now
5: I'll tell you what we were just thinking up, about climbing years. this little cliff right here See if we could get a lay of the land. I bet if you climbed up there, you'd be able to see maybe what you're looking for and let us know how to get there.
2: Do you have something to help me climb up, Pat?
5: Sure, here's a rope. I hand him the rope.
2: (laughs) He takes the rope in his hand and he's like, how do I climb with this?
5: You tie it around your waist. You start climbing, and I'll hold on to the other end, and if anything happens, we'll catch you.
2: okay, the uh, persuasion check, please
5: problems uh, maybe not bad. uh, that's going to be a thirteen,
2: okay, but you gotta to... I really would like to do some pixie blush before I go climbing something.
5: You don't well, have any for me? Unfortunately, we don't have any, but we can get uh, you some as soon as you're done. <laughs> Gotta do this first. You
1: mm, saying nuggets? Rah. Was it nuggets? <laughs> nuggets. Nuggets. Uh, nuggets. Alright, I like it. Uh,
2: <clears throat> um, okay, and he ties the rope around himself. We all
0: go behind Stanley and grab onto the rope as well.
2: And he starts climbing up. Okay, so he makes it up a few feet, and it's like you can see the muscles. And, like he's he's very skinny, and the muscles are super tense, and it, they just like his hands just give away, and he falls. He drops a few feet, and he's like, Ugh! "I don't think I can do this, you guys." <laughs> that was messed up, <laughs> and he's lying yeah. in a pile on the ground right now, going like,
0: Whew. "How long did you say you've been out here?"
2: Um. Well, um, let's see. There was there was this cat, but he had like a he had like a a robot leg, like a machine leg. And and the cat said that we'd have been up here for three weeks. And the cat he had a bird friend, and the bird friend oh, he, he kept shitting on me. I didn't like him very much. <sighs>
1: I think you're seeing stuff with from your. I've taken pixie blush, and I've been told all of the bunnies I saw in my little vision weren't real. So I don't think you any, saw bunnies. I don't the think bunnies. none of this existed in your in real life. It was all in your head.
5: All right, the I'm gonna grab. Tell us. I'm gonna grab slippery. I'm gonna mm-hmm. give him a little shake so he's paying attention. Look at me. You got this. You want to get more pixie blush, right? Well, you give it one more go, you get up there, and then you can have all the pixie blush you need. I have faith in you that you can do this. I'm going to give him inspiration.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> he looks at you, his mind bewildered, and he just immediately starts crawling up the side of the, the cliff. Um, wow. Inspiration's a d6 right now at your level? Uh, yes. Okay he starts climbing up like crazy. He's saying, oh, we'll be alright. We're gonna get right soon. We're gonna get right soon. His hands, as he climbs up and he's furiously like a furious skinny animal starts shooting up the side of the, the mountain uh, cliff. He's up about eight or nine feet in the air as he starts to get up on top of this high rock. And he looks around he's like, Okay, what am I
5: looking for? Uh, what all do you see? Oh. Everything's gray. It's gray, brown. You don't see anything of interest.
2: He's quiet for a minute, and he says,
5: "Oh, oh, 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 I see it." What do you see? What direction?
2: He points to the northwest. Oh, I think crazy. I see a camp. Oh,
1: I think bad. it's a camp. It was going to be Gorp or Glorp, or whatever it, his name is. It it,
2: it, 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 it's either a camp or a swamp. I so think the, it's probably a
5: camp, though. To the northwest.
2: Northwest.
5: Yeah. Thank you very We're, much, Slipper. You've been let's a go great there. help. And I pull the rope as hard <laughs> as I can.
3: <laughs>
5: oh no! Athletics check.
0: I can help with this.
5: Oh, yeah, because you're holding it, too.
0: Yeah.
5: Uh, That's an 11 for me. Eight.
1: Holy Moses.
2: All right, so you pull the rope, and he goes, and he falls down. And he's only about 15 feet up, so... Oh, I thought it was way higher than
0: that. I'll pull out my machete. Time to finish the job.
2: All right, he takes it... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> he might be like, flying for Cellavis. We can't have him accidentally finding. I, I
2: I heard the impact of Kyle's face palm from here, and <laughs> his head snapped against his palm. And <laughs> um, okay, so he hits the ground and he goes, "Oh, I broke my arm!" And there's just this crack as his arm sort of dangles the wrong way, and a little bone it doesn't pierce the skin. There's just this little bump. Ugh. there's a bump and he's like, he's like Oh oh
3: oh
5: this is real, I think
3: this is real, oh, oh, oh. and he looks
5: at you' and it's like not the machete, hope they no. have to believe he fell,
0: <laughs> okay, what tie him then
5: wait, what? what I'm gonna grab him and smack his head against the
3: rocks
5: <laughs> uh, attack roll, please. What what am I doing for this attack? Is it my unarmed strike? Even though unarmed strike, yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's uh, 18 to hit.
2: I'm doing more like improvised weapons. Like 1d4 plus your strength modifier. Not one damage.
5: Uh, Oh, okay. 1d4 plus... Improvised weapons. Uh, That's four damage then.
2: Okay. So you take his head, you grab it, and you smash it in against one rock, and you just hear a boom, wet thud and he's like.
5: Oh man, Bo's camera went blurry. That was perfect that. timing. <laughs> yeah. It went all blurry. That was perfect.
2: Oh god. And there's like blood and boogers like starting to form at his mouth. He's like,
5: wait, why? wait, one wait, more. wait, wait, wait,
2: do it again roll again
5: natural 20 yes okay. what, what if uh, what just, if
1: st- what, what if even uh, that's five what if i'm feeling super uncomfortable about the treatment of this guy what should i do you should say i say
2: attack stanley or i do something or i grapple him like he did to you i'm
1: gonna grapple his arm and stop him
2: okay uh, so before this happens grapple check please wait before the nat 20 we have to give people a chance to respond since we're being pretty yeah
1: nine before oh wait nine yeah nine
5: okay well i can beat that with dex that's easy uh let's see is it just my dex modifier
2: it's your uh it's acrobatics
5: well it doesn't matter it's 18.
2: okay so, Stanley, uh, Nash runs forward to stop Stanley from this uh, horrible treatment, but uh, he's too quick. He, he, just before you can get there, you grab him too late as he takes Brent's head and smashes it into a rock a second time. And all the shaking and, wait, what? Eh. Brint's body goes limp.
1: Ugh. Hardcore.
5: <laughs> such... I feel bad.
1: Nash actually says that. <laughs> <laughs> he goes hardcore.
0: I'll um take the bottom of my shirt and start rubbing the rock so that there's no you know head hit the rock blood spatter. Okay. And then I'll look at Stanley and I'll go, he
5: fell. He fell. I'm I'll starting
1: to. I'm starting to wonder. Starting to feel like I wish Varel was with me, but I'm gonna say, are you guys, are you guys all right? I feel like something's going on here that was I don't, Nash, he, well,
5: he's wandering around looking for the camp for cell stump who we know works for the principal yeah we but can't let him wander around freely
1: but he's out of his well now he has no mind but he was out of his mind he doesn't even know where he is or who he is or what he's seeing he says he's here because somebody flew him up here with a with a mermaid or something and he saw he's going to a casino None of this makes any sense. So he's not some special operative. I don't I I feel like this is just out you you guys wouldn't have done this before.
5: They just- trusted him enough to send him. He didn't just wind up here looking for something by the grace of whatever it is he's on. Selavus uses him as an operative. We don't even know if he's actually that big of a problem. He could have been using us
1: could have been but i don't know both you and hope just seem to have a an edge now look i you know i'm i'm the first guy to want to pick a fight but i've i don't know this guy seemed like just a big dumb innocent who's so addled from all the drugs he takes that i'm just i'm just not sure we did the right thing there
5: we didn't do the right thing I don't feel good about this, Nash. I'm not happy about what just happened. But if there were scouts coming to attack the camp, you would want to stop them, yes?
1: Yes. I guess well, I would, but but we don't really know. So if they weren't and you have nothing to do with it, well then, the blood's on our hands. One more innocent that didn't need to die
5: he told us as much He even when he got to the top said there it is in reference to a camp
2: or a swamp
1: or, or anything swamp. I mean he could have been pointing he could still have some of that stuff in the system look I'm just saying y'all are freaking me out the way, the way stuff happened with those dwarves and, and now this just seems out of character you guys aren't hearing whispers or some shit. No. It's like some, just... someone telling you to do something or anything weird like that. Can I do a magic check on these two? Or <laughs> can <laughs> check? check? <laughs> All right. I'm just feeling paranoid. I forgot what modifier is. Uh, that would be plus... I don't know, I remember this. Five. So that is 20. Okay. I mean, apart from the usual readings you
2: get from from uh, Stanley, because he does is someone that uses magic and he has a few magical items. You know, there's nothing unusual that points to anything that helps further your hypothesis. And the same with Hope.
1: All right. Well, I just so there's nothing there. Like right, I'll finish way. by saying I just just got a bad feeling about this. We can and Nash,
3: we are.
0: Oh, sorry, you don't have to join in this. But we're on a time limit, and we need to get stuff done. And that means people will die.
1: So, I've resisted saying this, but I could go dragon form and fly us off this mountain. But.
5: And then, what? People looking for us see a giant dragon fly away. Nash, this is the problem. <laughs> The reason why you're so put off by what we're doing is because we're thinking about how this is going to impact everybody, and you're just thinking about your conscience right now. Now, we are massively outgunned. We are in a dangerous situation, and one thing goes wrong, like, say, an idiot shooting a firebolt up (laughs) into the sky. And it could mean the end of our resistance, and it could mean a lifetime serving ketobal praise does that sound good to
1: you but if we lose who we are if we lose our ability to understand those who can't defend themselves then what have we gained nothing i sound like varel he'd be he'd say the same thing if he was here there's no honor in this look what if we turned around the corner and 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 saw a, a giant tree full of living creatures would you just burn it
5: If those creatures posed a threat, then yes.
1: If I tried to talk you out of it, would you gently turn my head sideways and make me watch?
5: (laughs) Depends on if
0: you're dying or not.
1: Alright, fine. I'll keep this to myself, but it just doesn't feel like you. Something's, Something's wrong.
5: Well, noted. We can talk about it when we find our way out of here. Right now, we're in danger, too. We don't know where we are. Our fun little excursion has taken a couple of unexpected turns. (laughs) (laughs) We just wanted to go watch Morel fight a bear. (laughs) (laughs) The Northwest.
2: All right, so as you you guys uh, pick up your belongings, um, you leave Slippery Brent where he is. Um, looking like he fell and returned to the camp. Um, so after a few hours go by, um, curiously enough, uh, Varel, you hear some footsteps behind you as you make your way back to to camp. And um, you sort of hunch over, worried what it might be. You don't want to lead it back to the camp. You don't want it to catch you by surprise. But there's a familiar smell in the air of hope and of Nash and of Stanley and you suspect it's your friends that are behind you even though it doesn't make any sense friends and uh, crossing around a, a, a rock a, a corner you see three somber and very sad looking people all very introspective walking towards the camp
4: <laughs> my friends and I've got meat on my shoulders the one bare arm big old gash across my chest hopefully like with the law marks looking sweet Ah uh, golden box hand <laughs>
5: <laughs> hey hey Varel. i've uh, brought meat are you all right you look cut up <laughs> yes it was a
4: glorious battle he was a fierce bear perhaps king of this
5: fine mountain a small valley i was hoping for a goat uh, n- Nonetheless, I'm going to reach out and just touch Varel's shoulder and cast Cure Wounds on him. Oh, wait, no.
4: Oh. Well, I do feel better, and I appreciate that, but it would have looked good walking into town with it, yes?
5: You've regained nine hit points.
4: But... Oh, wait, it might still be there.
5: Yeah. <laughs> 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 maybe not bleeding quite as bad as it was, but uh, yeah.
2: yeah. It recedes somewhat, but you still have claw marks on your chest. Yes, I'm still missing
4: twelve. Twelve hit points worth of battle scars.
5: There you go. Now you're not bleeding all over the place, and you still look properly badass.
4: The claw on my shoulder is to symbolize that this kill is mine, though the meat is for us to share.
0: Oh, thank you.
4: How has... Is everyone okay? Did the town depress you? Did the people argue?
5: No, we, uh... We thought we'd come out and see exactly what was going on uh, for your morning excursions, and uh, we ran into a bit of trouble.
1: Trouble?
3: Yeah, it Uh, it didn't end well.
1: Didn't end well, I can tell you that.
4: Should we... Go back to my camp instead? I have a mostly bare buried. There's some skin tanning in the sun.
5: No, I think we need to get back to the proper camp. I think we need to tell them that they may not be as concealed as they thought they were.
4: I'm sure they'll enjoy that.
5: Uh, turns out we're garbage at finding our way out here. If you could lead us back to the camp, we would be extremely grateful.
4: You're almost there. You, you didn't make it that far anyway.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: None of us are very good at this, Pharrell. We needed you, but sadly you were the one we were trying to find and we got ourselves lost. Oh. Well, one day we'll. What was it? Choose? What was it we gave Orp all those...
4: all those weeks ago? Magical talking... Oh. was <laughs> a dagger. There's a dagger. Daggers. Yeah. Yes. One day we will make those daggers, and they'll be useful.
3: I,
1: I don't know if that's even possible, but that'd be great. In fact, it may even give us an excuse when we see Orp again and he's mad. We can say, well, yours must have broken, and give him one that doesn't. Or that does work. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I like this plan. that lie lays heavy on my heart still.
2: Oh this way right, Varel leads you back to the camp. camp is pretty much unchanged for the most part still a depressing amalgamation of of uh, refugees and survivors from slave town and you know various makeshift canvas tents and and shelters uh, from from wood stumps and, and canvas.
4: I would, I would... I'll pass out one strip of meat to Hope, oh. Stanley, Nash, and then the final the bear claw with the meat still on it. I will look around for the jeweler.
5: I'm also looking for the jeweler.
2: Well, when you had last left, he'd entered into a camp near the center of town. Uh, a larger camp than most, so you'd probably find him there. I am to present this as a gift to
4: our hosts. And I wish to find the jeweler to address whoever may be leader of this encampment.
2: Hmm. Okay, so um, uh, who are you saying that to? Just your party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whoever.
5: I need Uh, to talk to Bertrand as well. I'll follow you.
2: Okay, so you make your way uh, into the into the center of town where there's a, you know, the, again the table where they serve you guys breakfast is there, and then there's the larger tent, and you sort of you make your way in. There's no guards posted at the tent really, so you just enter into the tent. This is a larger area. You see there's a table, a large table with a map on it and several playing not playing pieces, but pieces spread out over the map, and you see there's a few men, including the jeweler, trigger, and the sightless orc are in there a couple other a couple other men and Bertrand looks up at you and says ah Varel king of the deserts welcome back what have you got there oh uh, a fine title
4: I present this as a gift to whoever's camp this is you were uh, plagued by a mighty beast and I did fell it its meat is tender and I thought you might sup on it
2: hmm Sup on it, we shall. And the jeweler sort of puts a finger up and a man from the side takes it from you and exits the tent with with your gift. Where's the rest of the bear? Is he out there? We'll go get all of it. We don't want to waste any of it.
4: He is buried in my encampment. In your encampment? Yes, where I sleep.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, I understand. You have your own space understood, loud and clear Um, how can I help you uh, ladies and gents
5: well uh, Bertrand we ran into a bit of a interesting dilemma this morning, Uh, do you know Slippery Brent from town
2: oh yes, that little Mm Hmm,
5: I know Slippery Brent do you know any reason why he might be wandering around the woods just outside
2: well, he's probably looking for this camp. You he knew he's probably sent to go find the camp and kn- report back to his betters.
1: You knew Slippery he's... Brent, by the way. And then I turn around and let that just hang in the air a little bit. You knew who he was.
2: Sounds like Nash is trying to tell me something. Like maybe Slippery Brent slipped one too many times.
0: <laughs> you had an accident.
2: Very good.
5: <laughs> <laughs> very good. <laughs> the point is that they were not very far from the camp. And while Slippery has been taken care of, I felt you should at least know that clearly Stump's agents have made it at least this close to us.
2: I have a feeling that Slippery Brent ended up here more on accident on account of his drug habit than any deliberate knowledge they might have had, but... I think he did the right thing.
5: I don't know what you're talking about. He fell.
2: Mm, well, I think nature did the right thing then. Right? He
1: put his finger on his nose. <laughs> He's done that a it's couple of you. times. He's like
5: Santa Claus. He's, always <laughs> <touching his nose. laughs> He's done it a
1: couple of times now. I'm supposed to read something into that. I'm getting paranoid about everything. Everything everyone's doing is making me paranoid. Why is he touching his nose? <laughs>
2: Well, I imagine you want to speak to somebody a little smarter than me about what's going on here. Uh, now, this here's, we just call him the General. He motions to the orc without any eyes. He doesn't have a name. He gave up his name. But he's here helping us plot whatever kind of resistance that we can. Stanley, it's that guy
5: again. Uh, pleased to meet you, General. My name is Stanley Billing. Mm. This uh, crusty individual is Nash Magon. Greetings. There is Borrell and Hope. Mm.
2: Bertrand's informed me much about your current activities in the region. He says I'm to trust you. But you'll still have to Earn my trust. What's all this about a dragon? Is one of you a dragon?
5: Not at the moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Define dragon.
2: Like what they say in the books and tales. Giant beasts of scale and brimstone that breathe fire it scorched this land well none of us have a
5: pony dragon <laughs> the subject
2: of fairy tales
1: none of us have none of we don't have one of those not yet hmm. if we did wouldn't you see him you'd look out here in the camp and we'd have our dragon friend wouldn't we this is all His
2: hork- <laughs> family
5: hork- starts doing this maneuver.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh shut up now I am familiar with such things, and he sort of pushes aside his cape a little bit. You see two swords: a long, shorter. I think it's the shorter one's a wakizashi, and the longer katana blade. He's got two. I'm familiar with such things as dragons, so don't underestimate my intelligence. Are you of the Dragon's Sons, Nash of the Solar Mines?
1: How do you know I'm from the Solar Mines? Well, I know what the Solar Mines are.
2: I was once a member of the Kishi, but I've rejected its teachings. And I've removed my name from myself. And now I go where my path guides me. And my destiny is my own.
1: How'd you lose your eyes?
2: I've removed them. So that I would not be lied to again.
1: Interesting. I would look at the group and... Uh, they. I, hopefully you guys can sense I'm very hesitant to tell him the truth about this. But, but he seems to know so much, so...
5: It's your story to tell, Nash. Uh you choose who you trust.
1: Just met this guy. <laughs> and well, earlier. Many
0: sides in a wall. Which was, one?
1: He was kind of a dick in the camp. Um, I, turn, I turn around and say, All right, so what if I am? What's it to you?
2: I simply need to know
1: who among us is,
2: are men with honor and who among us are dogs. Which them must be slaughtered.
1: Which ones are dogs? They're
2: those just- who believe in the vile religion and fraud—that is the principle in Jesus Chrome. Those who believe in enslavement and those who believe in using others for their own purpose and calling it good.
1: Well, I can tell you that none of us do that, Dragon, or not, and I. I'm agnostic, bordering on atheist. I, d- I don't have any any l- loyalty to Chrome or anyone. Neither do any of my friends here. I mean, Varel's a little religious, but you know, not in in, in ways that are pretty cool. It's like lizard religion.
5: I'm a Firefox man.
1: Yeah. I used the Edge for a while, but extension. now now I use Chrome. <laughs> Yeah, he's because of Chrome. See, Firefox, Chrome. I used Opera once, but it was a terrible experience.
3: <laughs>
1: yes, I too dislike the Opera. <laughs> so we're no we're no threat to you in that way. We're not. We don't have alle- allegiances or alliances only to each other.
2: Very well. We have so little resources as it is. So long as you can be trusted not to reveal the position of the camp, it well, should suffice.
1: Does a firebolt count? midday that's okay right
2: yes i heard about this incident this was a stupid thing for you to do please counsel yourself with greater caution in the future
1: yeah i've got i've, I've been reprimanded before uh that's fine i i we don't we pose we don't pose a threat in any of the ways you you've been concerned no. with we're here to I mean, primarily, we're here to make sure we make it through this, but we don't have allegiance. Were it
2: not for the vouching of Bertrand and your friend, Bok-Bok, I would have you slain where you stand. You have the smell and stink of the dragon's son Cretans, who dig deep into their caverns and create abominations for the principal's pleasure.
1: I sideways glance to Stanley and say, to digitation, my ass. Because he thinks I smell still.
2: Bertrand tells me you know of a way to keep the principle from these lands so we can claim it for our own and strengthen ourselves before we strike
5: back. That's right. We've learned of a material called Celestium. It's capable of incredible explosive power and we've been led to believe that detonating it in the mountains near the esophageal pass will cause it to collapse in such a way that it would be blocked.
3: Certainly
2: closing the pass off is not an option we'd normally consider because there is no known such firepower. So how come you to know of this mysterious element called Celestium, And how are you certain it will work?
5: Well, it's uh, something I guess you would have to be taken on faith. It was something we've learned of uh, while we were pursuing another goal, but it's the best lead we have.
2: That is the most non-answer answer answer I think I've ever heard. (laughs) How came you by this information? You haven't been around, How reliable is it? Do you trust your
5: source? No. Well,
0: if we find the artifacts, we can probably trust what was said.
2: Well, very well. I'm not going to be making plans contingent on what sound to me like myths that you will not share where it came from.
5: Look, the source of this knowledge is untrustworthy, to say the very least. But I trust that the source does want to see this come to pass. So, in that regard, I consider it trustful. Does that make sense? You can sense lies, right? That's why you fucked out your eyes. I'm not telling you one now.
2: Don't try to butter me up. Do I look like some tart?
1: (laughs) Wait, what's a tart?
2: Some young person who (laughs) believes in frivolous compliments that make them Uh, make them accept bullshit answers
5: General I don't give a good goddamn what you believe what I know is that you're in a camp of people that barely have a sword or armor to their name and you're grossly outnumbered so whether you choose to believe the myth or not really doesn't matter fine what do you need from us then well, I believe the general consensus is that our next goal is to try to free a group of people that were enslaved and are being held in the salivating fields. We can get them free and get them back to where we come from, Dust Hill. That's another group of people that we can lend to this army. From there, we'd be heading to the Teat in pursuit of some artifacts that we've been told will help in battling Among Mm. those is this Celestian.
2: So you wish to free your people of Dust Hill, and then commit them to
5: our cause. That is the goal, though we would not be sending them here. Not right away. I wouldn't want to risk the location on people that we're unsure of if they would actually join. I can't imagine they have any fondness for Slave Town, but you never know.
2: Well, what exactly did you have a plan for attacking? The Salivating Fields Fortress is quite well fortified, very difficult to impregnate.
5: Can't say that we do. We, uh, we'll gonna consider that, that <laughs> it's very diff- difficult
2: to pregnant <laughs> not impregnate but just pregnant
5: I believe <laughs> Oops. we got a little sidetracked today uh, today was gonna be plan day some other things came up we did a couple other things uh, we don't have a plan as it
2: well come back to me with a plan I, I don't even know what I'm giving up if you need people are committing their lives to your follies. I'll need to know how many and they'll need to consent to doing it because the folks here do not walk a path unless they choose to walk that path. I will not send any young men and women to their deaths on some fool's errand. You can do that yourselves. He sort of wraps his fingers on a sword and seems contemplative. And Bertrand looks up and he says, uh, My friend here, the, the general, is very pragmatic person so you tell him what you need and why you need it for and he'll decide if he thinks it's good to commit his commit his his troops to the cause otherwise we'll get you loaded up with food and on your way certainly no one here is going to complain about the closing of the esophageal pass if you need more from us the general needs to be satisfied I think, I think that's reasonable sure There's this quietness in the tent because nobody
5: leaves. And nobody says anything.
0: I'll turn around and start walking
5: out. Yeah. Thank, thank you for your time.
2: <laughs> mm. You guys exit the tent into the cool evening air. Stars above in the sky. And for a moment, there's a sound as it echoes through the night sky that a camel <laughs> no. it echoes throughout the, the, the mountain sky it's a loud you recognize it as a dragon's roar but you're not
1: sure if anyone else will
2: recognize the, the animal that made it as it echoes throughout the sky
1: I look at you guys and go it wasn't me
0: <laughs> Should we get you somewhere safe Nate?
4: Can I do a survival check to see if it's Fushi mm-hmm. mm hmm 12
2: you you're uncertain what what or who made the sound just that it's distinct to you as well that it's the the cry of a dragon far away distant, echoing across the mountain range. Any emotion? Um, so the, the people that are still up in the camp, everyone sort of stops what they're doing and looks around and looks at each other. But they don't seem so scared that it isn't maybe the first time they have heard the sound before. And everyone slowly goes back to what they were doing after a minute pause.
1: Mm, I don't like that. Well,
5: I don't say... Think... I think we need to figure out a plan if we're going to go save our people, if we're not. What are your all-thoughts?
0: I think we should get the weapons before we take on the salivating fields. It sounds like like a bunker, and we what would we have to siege it with?
5: Yeah, these people aren't suited for combat. As much as I hate the idea of leaving our people held for that much longer. I just don't know how we get them with what we have.
1: Nash? Yeah?
5: You seem to be questioning our morals a lot as of late. Where do you land on this?
1: I'll go where the group decides to go. I feel like if we set out to save people, we should try to do it. If we can't do that, or at least we're reasonably sure we can't, then we shouldn't, but... I feel like we're at a strange crossroads for the first time. But I'll go... where we decide to go.
4: Perhaps there is no people to save in that case. It's the land we save. It is the future... From enslavement we save, but these faces? The slaves of Dust Hill? They may be too weak. They may be already lost. Your words and their Stanley cut cold. We can't bring them here. They may have been allied. They may have been mind controlled by bugmen. There is... This world grows more dangerous each day.
1: I fear the more we associate, the more danger we bring to them. There's an ancient text from an ancient time with an ancient dictator who once said, the death of one is tragic. The death of millions is a statistic. So I'm not opposed to saving one or two where we can. But where we can't, I agree. The greater good is more important.
4: Then, we are heroes of this land, of the wastes. Heroes of the wastes. And I put my hand in the middle. I'm not standing here. And Bachman goes. A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A! Heroes
1: of like- the waste, Bakba. I like name. Heroes, <laughs> hero of the waste. Hero of the waste.
5: I look at their hands out and I turn around and I walk away into the camp, head down.
2: Oh man, what a party boober.
0: I'll put my hand on Varel's, and I'll go I'll kill everyone who you (laughs) all (laughs) can. Not everyone. (laughs) Just the ones that you guys can't.
1: I, I very slowly consider putting my hand in there, feeling the kinship with Varel on this issue. But also, still concerned, Stanley walking off, uh, her going straight to more killing. And then I'm immediately distracted by the fact that Bok nasty jacket hand is in there, so I want to put it wherever it isn't. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go under the hands, I'm going to go to the side. I just don't want to touch his nasty ass goblin hand.
2: Okay, you can manage that.
1: Okay, I put it in there. All right.
2: But in case it isn't evident, um, uh, uh, Varel is proposing a new name for your group. You've been called the Hillguard, but you're shedding the skin of being the Hillguard. That there's a greater, there's a greater goal at work here, and saving the people of Hillguard is is probably, you know, it's it's bigger. Your heroes are the wastes. That you you have a new name, and that's what he's proposing now. Uh, John, uh, not John, out
5: of Lakers. character, I like it very much.
2: Stanley has walked He'll away. Like your... Okay. So um, but but it's just laughing because Bro's <laughs> like, let's call ourselves Heroes of the Waste. And Hope's like, I'll kill everybody. <laughs> no, I, I the ones much... that they
3: can't kill.
0: There are going to be people that can't right. kill. And right. I can
2: do that. But You get what I'm saying? It's a non sequitur. <laughs> he's like, we're, we're the Heroes of the Waste. You're like, I'll kill everyone. You're like, that? <laughs> <laughs> You're not like, even you paying attention. You're just like, yes, I'm in. I'm in for killing everyone. <laughs> And I was like, not what we were talking about. (laughs) Uh, And and so, Nash, you put your hand in and you say?
1: I say, Heroes of the Wastes.
2: And thus, you guys are named Heroes of the Wastes. Nice. That'll be it for this week's adventure. Next week, we begin a new adventure. Not of the Hillguard trying to find solve some petty problem but of great heroes trying to save an entire country from an invading force
5: Sure. We did a real good job saving a couple of people. I'm glad we stepped it up. (laughs) We were really ready to move on to the next level. Press complete? Yeah, we've got a good track record. We we (laughs) out-leveled it.
4: It's gray now. We're moving on. We're moving on to the next zone. Slippery
2: Brent came back after, like, how many episodes? For sure, I'm not going to forget about Talia, those people. It's just it's hard to remember. You set out To drain the swamp when you're up to your ass in alligators. Yeah. And now there's a ton of alligators and the swamp draining's gotta take a back seat. Yeah. So you gotta kill all the alligators.
1: Exactly. All right. Kill them all. I'm super into it. You haven't
2: failed. It's just it's a big (laughs) disgusting world out there, and you guys are taking it all on.
1: Yeah. One one skinny drug addict at a time. All right. well that's going to do it for this week's episode that was of course session 26 if you are like man I need to catch up on this this is the first time I've heard it and I want to know all the backstory guess what i got great news for you the entire series is in archive form both in audio and video just go to therewillbedungeons.com and all the appropriate links will be there if you want the podcast you can do that if you want to see it on YouTube you can do that and uh, we recommend doing that if you haven't yet because it's a whole lot of fun to go back through that stuff uh I think that's everything. That's it. There will be Everything you need to know right there. We'll be back next week normal time with session 27 of There Will Be Dungeons. For me, for Beau, for John, for Kyle, for Kristen. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>